0: Bobby's Buds. With legalization sweeping the nation, it's important to know where and who your cannabis products are coming from. With Bobby's Buds, he's putting his damn name right on it. Originator of the fago flavored cannabis concentrate cartridge, highly sought after, truly trusted, powerfully potent cannabis products. Bobby's Buds, he's the plug's plug. Hit him up on Instagram at BobbyTheBarber1. Catch Bobby's Buds and 656 Records this September as they host the most exciting cannabis and hip-hop lifestyle festival in the Northeast, 656Fest. Visit 656Fest.com for more information. What up, heads? You know what it is. You know what it does. My name is Chuck Reeves. I am the East Coast Beast host. And this is that show that everybody loves to hate. It's the motherfucking Beard Speaks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Salute to everybody. Whether you're tuned into this via your ear holes in the listening form only. Or whether you're watching this with both your ears and your eyes on the YouTube. Salute to everybody. The Patreons. The haters. The people tuned in every week regardless. We got another fantastic albeit long as fuck episode of the beard make sure you're following me on facebook it's the great beard social media purge of 2019 facebook's all i got so make sure you're following me over there at Beard. if you want to see any extra type beard stuff as it goes up, make sure you're going over to patreon.com slash beasthostbeard. Make sure you are following me, subscribe on YouTube, and make sure that you are subscribed on one of the over a dozen audio platforms by which you can make sure you don't miss a minute of beard content. I said today's a long show. Guesting today is my good friend, Mike Nelson. You might know him as Prop Mike, or you might not know him at all, but if you are a fan of Of the Ghostbusters or Twisted and their live stage show, you are definitely a fan of this man's work. He came by the headquarters live to talk about all things professional prop making. This is the man who's responsible for the Attack of the Ninjas Mirror Mirror set, for the Freak Show set, for the this set and that set and this thing and that thing that you've seen. In some of your favorite underground music videos. He's also quite the aficionado of all things Ghostbusters. It was my pleasure to have him in the spot here to burn shit down. And we had a great, interesting, do-it-yourself style conversation right here in the headquarters. So, without further fucking ado from me. It's episode 215 of the Dumb Shit. You made that? A.K.A carnivorous creations in you the beard speaks now
1: oh come on he's a miserable cocksucker fucking asshole you hate him admit it so how's it been my dude ah dude it's awesome brother glad to be here you know i know we are
0: here in the headquarters you've never been here no i feel like i'm getting more and more cool visitors to this motherfucker, though, Not as right. the weeks go by, it definitely, <laughs> considering where I'm at, I don't think anybody would come here. Right. But then, like, people do. And it's like, oh, great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was more, I don't think, I I don't think anybody was more surprised by, like, Trilogy being here than I was, if that makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? I think I've gotten lucky with, like, people like you and Trilogy, like, coming through town. Like, yeah, I, I, just I love the fact here. that Worcester is, like, a hub. It's, like, a hub of underground-ish Type activity and it fucking helps out. Oh, spark that up. So I ran into you three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. At this point, probably in fucking Sterling Heights at the con. How was the con for you? because ah, you you were different this year. Yeah. The first year you had a booth. You were running a major raffle. Yeah. For one of those Zool Ghostbusters dog heads. Yeah. I'm not. I cannot forget that
1: had and, a lot of people get tickets for that.
0: Yeah, who won? Did somebody end up getting uh, it shipped
1: or My uh Pete won. Oh. Yeah. Pete won that. Okay. All right. Yeah, you had to truck it all the way home, though. <laughs> That's a big, heavy fucking piece of
0: memorabilia and like a big ass collector's thing for fucking sure.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I've, I've sold so many of those damn things. Found that on eBay and, uh, you know, it was an awesome purchase. I think I paid like $1,600 for it.
0: Because, yeah, I was going to say, I've seen the one that you made for George. I think that was the first one I saw. And then George has a bunch of crazy shit in the fucking office. Oh, yeah, dude. I guess if I had my own building, I'd have a bunch of crazy shit. Got the shit gremlins. In too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um,. So yeah, I saw that one. But the con was different for you, obviously, this year. You didn't yeah. have a booth, but you still you said you still sold a bunch of shit. So what did you have? Like orders come in prior to?
1: No, no. I had some stuff and uh uh Tom G was you know, I knew he had a booth and he was just like, Hey, if you want to sell your stuff, you know, right here. I mean, I had I had some ooze canisters. And uh, I had some uh, light-up Ghostbuster keychain rings that uh, my electronics guy in Greece made. He's just, like, custom idea. I guess they get these light-up keychains all over out there, and, you know, people are, you know, using them. So he's like, hey, we can make this Ghostbuster proton pack, and we sold a ton of them, dude.
0: Oh, yeah, I bet, man. Like, the cosplay thing has blown up in years, and these really professional grade props if people can save themselves the 400 hours that they're gonna need to make that shit at home yeah if they can just pay you to do it they'd fucking much rather some of them would (laughs) i do know a lot of the cosplayers are really of that diy variety but you you're not it's not mass-produced When you're making something like one of those proton packs or the E-meter or those TGRI fucking ooze canisters, you're making a set number and you let people know ahead of time. Like, look, if you want one, you better get that shit now because there's only 10. I don't understand. Occasionally you post to me what looks to just be a piece of metal. Mm -hmm. And it's a bracket for something that you can't fucking get nowhere anywhere else in the world uh, for something. Mm -hmm. Like, how does that sort of shit come about? Like... I forget what it was in particular, even. But there was something that was a bracket
1: for something.
0: Oh, it was a bracket for the fucking ooze gun.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yeah. For the uh, slime... For the slime slime blower. Yeah, Yeah. for the slime blower. So, like, you have a slime blower
0: that people build and that people purchase, yeah. and people use. They had one at the con this year. Oh,
1: very difficult to build. They're all a hundred percent aluminum. Right? Yeah. So finding like people to make certain parts, like a cone that I had produced, like we had to have a process called spinning. Just take a flat piece of aluminum and it spins and you have a master buck behind it in yeah. the shape of what and you want. And it. they just form it right around it, you know? And uh, I mean, as long as it's got like a V shape, it can easily come right off. And that was- But that there was, was like, like a bucket. bracket. Mm-hmm. That you were selling,
0: and I was, and you were like, "Lulu, I got eight of these fucking things, and when they're gone, they're gone. Don't ever ask for them again." Like oh, they, it yeah. seemed like it just seemed like oh, so. There's an extra part that makes this thing even more legitimate that not everybody has, kind of shit. Well,
1: when I do it, I was doing it because I got a run of fully built ones going. So I'd order a few extra, and I knew people would want them. So I was just like, all right, here's a few extra. You know, I'm not going to do another run until I do another run of fully built, and then I'll order a few more. Right. You know, the, the market's there for the slime blower, but it's more there for the proton pack. So see, that's what you're going to sell more. Is
0: having a proton pack was always something we used to think about as kids, and then they had the toys. But the toys were always, you know, (laughs) very bad fucking facsimiles. And what you're building, and I mean, not just in terms of the Ghostbusters stuff. Because, like, we, I mean, we talked before a little bit about that being the bulk of a a lot of your business. But just the stuff you build overall. It's like, that's all stuff that as a kid, it's like, damn, I wish I could have gotten my hands on something that was that legitimate. And had that much thought into it as far as the canon. Uh, It goes back to, in my brain, to, like... They used to have the Star Trek schematic books. Okay. So, like, if you really wanted to try to build the Starship Enterprise, they had the blueprints for it. Someone put some fucking thought and energy into all that (laughs) shit because it all has to work and it all has to look legitimate. That's the way I feel when I look at the stuff you produced. It's like, this is someone who looked at the originals or, or whatever was there to look at, pictures... You know, pretty much production pictures, production <laughs> notes, fucking beside, behind the scenes featurettes, right. fucking artist renderings, video game. You know, you look at all that stuff and then you're like, all right, clearly I can't throw ropes of nuclear energy down the fucking alley, but we can do everything else. Right. We can get the noises. We can get the buzzes. We can get the, you know, the, the bells and whistles and the fucking lights. And that is selling it to groups of these people who are going out every weekend we also
1: got an e-cig kit that shoots smoke out of it too oh. so i mean, I mean say so you got you got the lights you got the sound and then you got the smoke i okay. mean come on all right and sometimes if you put like one of the flavored e-cig juices in you, a lot of people want to do the marshmallow scent just to add to it Are you talking about the uh, the trap? No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the proton pack in the video game. They had the uh, it would overheat when you were shooting the ghost. You know that was part of like the reason fake overheats. Yeah, fake overheats. That's
0: ridiculous. Yeah, and it expels the
1: smoke when it goes into overheat mode. Killing it. And so that's just you know a little extra selling feature. You know people love that.
0: So I mean is so you do the proton packs obviously you do the slime throwers obviously. The TGRI cans, which are from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if the heads don't understand what we're talking about when we're talking about ooze canisters. Um, Ninja Turtles 2. Ninja Turtles 2, specifically. Mm -hmm. But it's... That's something that exists in all the canon. Oh yeah. The ooze container with the two metal caps and that's and the, mm-hmm. the broken one. You even had a broken I one. Did, I
1: did do the broken that's <laughs> tough. Let me tell you. <laughs> the broken
0: one's mad custom oh, because yeah. it needs to fit like two jigsaw pieces, mm-hmm. just like it did in the fucking movie and everything. And that's literally for one cosplay. I had to cut that with a
1: handsaw. With
0: a shredder cosplay and that broken thing. Oh, you're man. you're setting it off. Like you're, you're right just there. setting off. You do those. What's the biggest scale item that you've done? Has it been something for Twisted? Because that's kind of how I—I I, I I probably got have to say the yeah. First.
1: The biggest scale thing I've done was the Crypt for Blaze. Uh, no, for uh, or, Twisted. If so the autograph So for yeah. the con appearances. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the one that you saw at Rock and Shock.
1: Ten foot uh, wide Shock. by twenty feet long. It's huge. Days of the Dead. We they, use it, we modify it down to ten by ten yeah, for that. Yeah, there
0: were a few places that they fucking used it. Mm-hmm. Rock and shock,
1: I remember we being had the first
0: time place I saw it.
1: We had it at the uh, very first freak show twenty fifth anniversary tour. Was it twentieth, fifth, or twentieth? I think it's twentieth anniversary in uh when we did the electric factory. I was I, I was a little good. nervous about it on stage, <laughs> tell you the truth, but we got it up there. That that's an all metal stage, so it, you know, really shakes when you're yeah. up there. And so but the People way I had to set it, it I was worried about it George wanted worried. he's like can we can we add this on it was so last minute and I'm like yeah all right I was just planning on being at the show you know just so, to go I
0: mean you're obviously a fan Oh yeah like, totally like if you were a fan well first yeah. how did you go from being a fan to being a contributor because you were clearly making stuff before you made stuff for
1: Twisted. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, I, I used to live in Philly, and uh, I'd do my whole yard up for Halloween, and I'd you know, get in a newspaper for it, like take my whole driveway and just turn it into a graveyard, and I had a guillotine that squirted blood out of neck, ah, you know? One of these
0: people we hear about, they call the
1: cops on. Oh, yeah, for real, dude. There wasn't really a dude <laughs> hanging
0: in his yard. It was a goof.
1: We had an electric chair guy, you know, and that that worked off a drill, dude, and the whole body shook and everything, Someone stole it. Got it back though. All right. So, you, so like you're you're making stuff clearly. It's, so yeah, it's I for I,
0: yourself. But I'm sure you're selling some stuff.
1: Uh, yeah, I I started selling the proton packs. I want to say actually in uh, 2009. So I was starting to me- mess around with that, but. Uh, you know, I always had this knack for building things, you know, and doing the Halloween stuff. And so uh, it was during the uh, Abomination tour, first leg, uh, you know, I met George. And I was out there, you know, handing my business card yeah, out. Yeah. You know, because I told people for years I wanted to do this. I wanted to build those sets. You know, I, I stood in a crowd and I was just mesmerized, you know. Yeah. The set always helped, you know. Some of those sets, I remember, like, being mind blown. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: just being fucking mind blown. Especially oh, yeah. in the early days. Um, shit like... Uh, the uh, the big top tour whatever it was um, in ninety seven like the Malenko tour I
1: think like it,
0: even that stage setup was like and now even now they're killing it right? to some degree the fucking toy boxes they came out in
1: oh yeah like yeah. it's got
0: shades of fucking in sync and Backstreet Boys to it a little bit but you know what it's fine you get away with yeah. that because it's fucking that's super dope yeah
1: well it's it's theatrical and <laughs> I, I love um, theatrical you know and it's just really cool to be a part of did uh,
0: you have any background like did you like, in high school, build sets? Did you... Nope.
1: Nope. In high no? school, I went to trade school, and, uh, you know, I, I took, like, carpentry for a bit, and I was in welding for a while. I kind of bounced around, uh, electrical. And uh, and so, you know, I learned a lot of different things that way. And, you know, just then after that, it was just learning it myself, just hands-on. I'm self-taught in everything that I do. Like, I never went to school specifically for everything that I do, and I'm constantly learning. Yeah, because, I,
0: I mean, you kind of got to be that jack-of-all-trades Totally, And in some degree with what you do, you don't know what you're going to have to pre-know right. until that artist comes to you with the, Look, man, I want to come up out the stage <laughs> on a rotating star, but I don't want enough smoke so nobody sees me till I'm all the way out. And then I want it to make me jump nine feet in there. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, you and that's all the know. time. Yeah, you, you won't know what you need to know. Until they present you with that problem that you don't have the solution for. And I know you the type of motherfucker to be like, solution, I'm coming for you. Yeah. I don't care how much Googling I got to do, how many people I got to talk to. We going to get this done because it's going to be fucking awesome.
1: Oh, man. I uh, I recall <laughs> thinking that when I did the uh, the most tasteless set for the uh, 20th anniversary. And George, you know, he hits me up. He's like, all right, so I want the logo and I want it to spin behind the faces. I want the eyes to light up and I want smoke to come out it. And I'm like, all right, now that's gonna be tough. Like, cause if, you know, I've put the axis in the middle, to make the thing spin. How are the faces not going to spin? Yeah, how do I have something? And how do I get the wires? And so I had to figure out this device that I came up with. And it actually made it a lot easier for touring. because that's the other thing. You gotta you got all these venue sizes, you know, and the venues change by different place so we have to build it to get in not all of them get double doors and you got to be able to you build these things so they're multiple pieces yeah the pieces are at
0: least two man carries sometimes yeah like for the most part you don't want something that's a fucking six man carry because you know on the road they might not have six dudes right so if you make each of the pieces a two-man carry you know you keep in that you when someone builds for example the set of titanic when james cameron went to his production designers and he was like look i got a building build a boat in it (laughs) Okay, we're going to look at exactly what the fucking boat looked like, and we are going to build the boat. And we know the boat ain't going to move. Right. It's just going to be in this building. And then when we're done with it, we're going to take that bitch down. You know that you're being asked to build something. You're not just being asked to build something. You're being asked to build something that's going to be tore down 40 times in 40 days. It's like a carnival, and, dude. And driven from place to place in the back of a fucking truck. And like the they're, they're going to care for it. As well as you can on the road, but we all know that you, you can't coddle nothing when you travel in several thousand miles. So is that something like when you have a design that you just, that's what, what comes first aesthetics or functionality for you? Cause I see I mean, both coming. Out I, tr- of I try
1: the very hard for both, you know, trying to get what they want and how it has to come apart and how it. All has to function in that way. Try to make it the least amount of pieces so that... Straight on that. I'm high. Oof. Oh, we going to uh, get higher. Oh, yeah. Right, that's will, fine. We'll get higher. He's
0: sitting in this room. <laughs> it's called the headquarters for a reason.
1: Oh, shit. Well, I try to incorporate as much as I can, you know, from what they originally wanted. and. Um... Jesus. <laughs>
0: I muted the mic, so that wasn't...
1: <laughs> <What were> we? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. All
0: right. So, yeah, functionality, mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing. I know that for some stuff, you don't have a choice. Uh, I can assume that the, uh, the GameCube is one of those things where it's like, fuck,
1: how do I make this single board... I had a week to build that. So
0: is that thing multiple pieces? It was that... multiple
1: pieces because I had to get it there. Um, the director kind of wanted it all in one piece for me to bring it there in one piece. But I'm like, eight feet wide, eight feet tall. Like, no, that ain't happening. There's no way. I need a need a flatbed. Who directed that, Roy? Uh, no, not Roy. Um, oh, Jesus. Wasn't uh, it one of those no, guys? No, I know who it is, too. And I can't think of it. Was Ray? There. No. No, it wasn't Ray. Jesus. Um... He's direct. He's done a few things with them, too. So,
0: you, so, all right, so.
1: So, he hands- hits me up. He, You know, he wants that. And he's, he's, you know, he wants it to have a certain look. He's like, I don't want no seams. Like, you know, I'm thinking, oh, geez, I got a week to do this? Like, you know, the way I would go about doing something, I try to do it as pro as I can. You know, but then you got to think, too. It's like, all right, it's a music video. It's not going anywhere. It's just being used for this one thing. So, we can get away with some fudging on this. Yeah. You know, and so. You know, we worked it out to where we could do what we needed to do to build it. And, uh, you know, I also got a part in the video, too. I was a priest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, we call those the uh, perks.
0: Yeah. The quote-unquote perks of the job. You're handing your business cards out. Yeah. You're
1: at the Abomination store. And did George call
0: you about something in particular? Oh, he came was out of the something... bus at one point. Okay.
1: And, uh, you know, and so I, you know, I'm talking to him and then uh, it was about like two weeks before they announced they were leaving Psychopathic. So like the oh, timing so of all of this. Like,
0: okay. Yeah. So the
1: timing of... of all of this was like, on my part, I guess was really good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the Maybe stars not, aligned. I, it wasn't even intentional. It was just the yeah. like thing where. And meeting George and not just saying the right things. You know what I'm saying? the
0: right skill set. Yeah.
1: Because, you know,
0: I that was something I always said about what I do. It's like, people meet a million rappers nowadays. Right. But how many people do you have coming up to you saying, Oh, I'm a host? Yeah. Nobody. How many people you got coming up to you saying, I I make props for movies, videos and, exactly. and live tour state Nobody does that. Like I get excited when I meet somebody. Like I hate to call them normies, but to some degree, some of my normy friends. Oh, like I met Post Malone. That ain't sh- that don't mean shit to me, really. Mm-hmm. But for some fucking person who just knows post alone is the guy from the radio. That's a huge deal. And I'm like, I'm far more interested. Like one of the heads out there. I met him at Attack of the Ninjas. Yeah. He's a Zamboni driver. <laughs> really? For, like one of the biggest college hockey programs in the nation. That to me is way more fucking Interesting than what Post Malone fucking does, because I know what it's like to fuck models and do yak. Like, I don't <laughs> need to hear another guy telling me what his awesome lake is, life is like. I know what that's like. I want to know about the Zamboni job. Right. I ain't never driven to Zamboni. And it looks stuff, like fun. And it looks like what <laughs> I'm saying. And it's it's funny, because when I talked to him and I was, like, enthusiastically trying to find out about his job, he was, like, weirded out, and I was like, no, for real. That's an interesting job to me. Mm-hmm. like you know what i mean yeah like i want to hear about that so i'm sure you coming up to george and you're it wasn't here check out my mixtape it was hey i've got a skill i'm sure you haven't met but fucking five people in the whole world that have you know what i right.
1: mean and and i had never built in, like a set like what i have to do for them like i had built. what did you
0: build up to then just the ghostbusters well related no i had done well i or... was building
1: the proton packs at that point there i've been doing it for a few years and um I built my Halloween sets, but a lot of those I had to build to store. So mm. I already had a concept of how I had to go about building things to break down, but I just had to be a little bit smarter with what I was going to do with their stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because it's got to be a little bit more, it's got to take a little bit more abuse. You know? some casters
0: on it to make it easily move, If possible, like
1: that. yes, yes. Um, but you would build some stuff before that. Yeah. Like what? I built a giant crypt for my front yard and, right. uh, you know, had, uh, like I said, the guillotine, the uh, animatronic, um, what was it, the electric chair guy had that. So, and like I said, doing the proton packs, I was doing that for a few years. So, ago. a lot of the stuff that now
0: you can go to Spirit Halloween and if you want to drop $800 fucking dollars, you can, you or more, you can get something like that. Yeah. So, when you were having it, though, it was a rarity out there for the most part. So, yeah, that kind of, that's cool. That gets you noticed. I mean, was your dream strictly to make for Twisted, or do you have now, especially with that fucking thing I got sitting behind you, <laughs> practical props in movies and practical ce- like, you know, scenery in movies is kind of gone right? out the fucking window. Uh, everybody like, wants to do CGI it's nowadays. It's fucking a lot of matte painting, and it's a lot of garbage, and it's because a lot of the ways we used to trick people in film, you can't do anymore because right. of high def. Scarface. I tell this story sometimes. Scarface, the movie with Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all fucking time. Oh, we got a 4K HD remaster of that movie. Cool. We get it home. <coughs> put it on the fucking 4K HD TV and blatantly there are entire pieces of the set that aren't real. That are cardboard fucking cutouts. All the furniture in Tony Montana's oh house, every fucking piece of furniture that isn't actively being used by somebody is right. fucking a cardboard cutout of said piece of furniture. And you can tell in the how much faked k transition. You couldn't tell back in the day right? because they got to rub that little film shit on it. You know what I mean? They yeah. smudged it just the correct degree. So to make you couldn't look- see it. But crisp and shit—the way shit is nowadays—it's oh, yeah. real hard to fake. So building high concept sets, building these places, has become a fucking daunting task because yeah. you can't fake
1: nearly any of it. No, no, you can't. So you got to have a lot more practical on sets. So that's what they're doing with the new Star Wars movies. Ever since they did the uh, the you know the part one, two, and three, where everything was like digital yeah, for the they're background, building a lot. And yeah, using at Mac least they're Pinterest. listening to the fans there. Yeah. yeah, I know okay. they rebuilt the the
0: entirety of the Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, for the uh, for the, the new new yeah, series, and just had it in the desert, and it's like that's that's fucking rad. Like I, there have been sets where I'm like, wow, that's like an amazing situation that they did, and it's it's. I watched a uh, like a featurette. You ever seen Nothing But Trouble?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: With Dan Aykroyd. Okay, yeah. the budget for that movie, eighty percent of it. Went to production and set design.
1: Yeah, they built. I think they bought like a full roller coaster. Real everything. was real every. They went out and
0: bought every toaster in California,
1: just to fill in the. Just to have a
0: pile of toasters. They bought every junk car for three towns, just to have these piles of junk cars. And the production designer, like later, went on to be this genius, Mm -hmm. because early in his career, he was just told. Make it all real.
1: And I miss that shit. Like, Because that shit is overwhelming when you see it the right way. Oh, dude, I love that movie. Chevy Chase and that. And uh, Dan Aykroyd with the penis nose, right? <laughs> Fucking nothing but trouble. Uh, that That's how I described where we did the
0: show in Maine with Axe the other night. Oh. Is that we were in Vulcanvania. I've
1: seen photos of it. I was like, "Oh my god. There were
0: there were piles of old National Geographic magazines in the
1: venue. I'm
0: not making At that up." At least they up. had plenty of reading material. I'm not making <laughs> that up.
1: <clears throat> I heard it smelled like wood. So
0: you've made you you've built for twisted, you build for collectors, you build mm-hmm. for cosplay enthusiasts. Have you had an opportunity to um throw anything towards any kind of films or, or TV work as of yet? Do you even consider yourself that sort of a prop maker? Because yeah. it's funny, with the circle we run in, mm-hmm. I mean, we know somebody who does makeup for film now. Yeah, We are all, like, one step removed from doing this in this other capacity for film and TV. So, like, do you see that for yourself? Like, do you see... There has been some sort of a return to some practical stuff, especially in the horror genre, mm-hmm. as kind of blowback against all this CG
1: crap that costs too much fucking money. Right? Do you see yourself being able to like build some set design and? No, not really. I mean, I'm not really interested in working in the movies. You know, uh, one of my things was I, like I said, I wanted to build props for Twisted. I just thought that would be really badass. I was a super big fan. Uh, the the main thing I really want to do in life is uh, probably just build my own horror theme park. That's what okay. I'm really into right there. Is, right. Uh, you know, it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid. I went to Spooky World. and I I, I saw Tiny Tim. It. I
0: saw Tiny Tim get married at Spooky
1: World. Really? In 94.
0: Shout Holy out to shit. my homeboy, Alvin, <laughs> who I told him Spooky World was 45 minutes from here. Oh, dude, man. That shit's three fucking hours away from here. But you know what? We drove. That was the first time I met Kane. Mm-hmm. I was only, I was 16. I know. I know you know. I don't even think
1: I was sixteen. I met Robert England there in ninety six. Yep,
0: yeah, I was fifteen. I think it was ninety five. I was like fifteen, and my friend had just gotten his license. I made him drive up there. <laughs> That's true. We met troop. Kane. Tom Savini was there. Mm-hmm. Tom Savini. They had given him his own section, so he had his own like little spook ride that was up there. And yep. this is when it was still Spooky World. Now it's garbage. Yeah. Now it's like oh, it's at like Canopy Lake Park. There's I think other though. better traveling spook houses. Yeah. Which. That's problematic. The problematic alarm, you can't call them spook houses no more. They're haunts or whatever. <laughs> um, that's dope. So, are you
1: involved in that sort of a thing now where you live? Well, I'm interested in looking at purchasing some land to uh, get something going. Okay. You know, and I, uh, I've i got I've got plans I've been working on since I was about, like, 12 years old. So, this is something I'm really See, aspiring to do. I, I mean... Reason
0: I like <laughs> so, so, this fucking dashing motherfucker who hangs on my wall... That's Jimmy Hazard. That's my stepfather. May he rest in peace. When I was eight, Jimmy forced me to volunteer at, like, the local haunted attraction... Oh him. shit. And his whole thing was the fake. You got four scarecrows. And one of them's actually a person. Okay. Yeah, I his, see where you go. That was yeah. his gag. Okay. He loved that <laughs> gag. That was his gag. He loved that gag. So he, he would go to great lengths to build these identical fucking things and then he would make sure he looked exactly like them. Yeah. And he would set up and then as I got older, after helping him do that, I got my own section for a couple of years. <laughs> and there's an ill black and white photo that my mother has of me, like in a pile of leaves. And I had recreated the the um, pet cemetery from the movie. Oh, okay. And had like a cat on like a zip line, like a fake fucking
1: cat with a <laughs> fucking noise flinging cats with people. a
0: noise, like, like like the cat was coming at them, and I was like little Gage in the fucking leaves and shit. I love that sort of shit. Like I love that shit. I like seeing. The new way that whole shit is gone. All themed out. I haven't been to one in a grip. I I kinda I didn't go this year. They've gotten quite pricey. That's the other fucking thing. I remember when I was a kid, it was like ten dollar donation and it goes to the library. You know, that was the haunted house. Now it's sixty fucking dollars ahead and you're getting a picture and a fucking t shirt and all this other shit. What are, because we have some good ones here, uh, clearly, because you know, fucking Halloween up here is a fucking multi billion dollar business. Oh, yeah. Factory of Terror's got
1: three locations. They're okay, they're not bad. I went through there. I yeah. got shuttled ahead somehow. I got in for like half price and yes, I got sure. shuttled ahead of everyone. I knew a guy and he's like, Oh, shit, Mike. And next thing you know, he shuttled me and my brother ahead, and we got down this thing. I'm thinking, oh, there ain't that many people here. No, there's a whole fucking, like, basement full of people, like, in this whole snaky line. Just shuttles me past all these people, right up to the ticket booth. Half price, boom, you're in. I was like, oh. When I was out west... Uh,
0: I would travel a lot, because like, Halloween out there was different, because the weather was still 80 fucking degrees, mm-hmm. so, like, ease of travel is still, like, there, so, like, driving two hours to a haunted house is not a thing. So, like, I went to Universal Horror Nights or whatever the fuck it was, you know I'm talking about, Halloween Horror oh, yeah. Nights, and that shit's mad, like, not scary, it's just mad corporate, and you get to see, like, the MGM monsters and all that shit. All the licensed brands. We go to, like... One that's like in ab- in an abandoned hospital. This is when I was still married. Uh, I'm talking about early 2000s, and uh, we go to one, and it's in an abandoned like fucking hospital, and that one freaked me the fuck out because they had hospital stuff in there, so. Oh really? Like it was like a, like literally just an abandoned hospital, and they were just using it and everything that was in it to fucking create this nightmare. Jesus. Uh, like, and it was pretty fucking. It was pretty hardcore. So we, I went to that one. And then we were trying to step it up. They, at the time, that place in San Diego that everybody talks about now that can, like, legally hold you for eight hours. Like, you sign a paper. Oh, yeah, says, I've heard of. I've watched, actually, I watched the documentary. to let you go <laughs> yeah. for eight hours. Like, I'm not doing that. No, fuck but that. But we were stepping it up. So I had heard about one that was at the building at the fairgrounds at Miramar, I think, which is, like, between San Diego and Orange County fuck it, will go. It's like $80 a person. Fuck. It wasn't about, it wasn't about being scary. It was, there were people in costume and shit, for sure. Mm-hmm. But they had, like, heavy metal music turned up to fucking a thousand. Like, to the point where it was distorted. And everything was strobe-like. Oh, man. So they're drowning out your ability to (laughs) hear, and then they're affecting your ability to see. And then it wasn't inside, like, a small building with hallways. It was on, like, the floor of a giant fucking arena. Oh. So the walking spaces were these giant fucking things with tarps, not even walls, tarps, that clearly things could sneak through to get you. (sighs) Oh. And you could, you weren't close enough to either side to feel any sort of safety.
1: And you're just like in your little zone and here. I, I remember moving me, through.
0: my wife, and her friend. There's a long-ass part, and there's nothing in it. And at the end is a chair and a fucking dude with a skull mask sitting in it. And I said, this dude's going to get up. <laughs> He's going to walk towards us. And I said it out loud to kind of like, I don't know, convince myself that it's not going to be. Like, don't be scared Right. when he gets up and does what we know he's about to do. This dude got him to walk towards me. I about cried. And <laughs> I, I knew he was going to do it. But just the strobe light effect because yeah. he moves so quick because of that. And, like, maybe he wasn't nearly as far away as he perceived, we perceived it because of the lighting. And he just came up on you, like... We didn't even get through that one. My old lady was like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I about halfway through, she saw, like, an exit door, and she was like, I'm fucking... We're going that way. Damn. She was like, I am straight... So, like, I love haunted houses. Have you seen um the houses that October built?
1: I think I might have. Isn't About that like the haunted a,
0: houses? And the people the end, follow them and stuff. Alive. Yeah, they're looking for. There's a sequel to that that I didn't know existed. I think we started. That looks to watch really good.
1: That. I might have fallen asleep watching it though. But yeah, so yeah. You know. say
0: so you want to open up like your own haunt?
1: Yeah, dude. Oh, that's, that's my That's fire, man. Yeah. yeah, that's that's my. You, know, game you gotta hit life. a brother up,
0: man, because I'll cut like. That's one of those jobs I love, like that I loved doing. Like, I loved that two weeks or whatever it was. But now, like, if you try to work at one of those places, you're looking at like a six week commitment, mm-hmm. fucking seven days a week. Like, I'm no October's the
1: busiest time of the year for me. Too. Well, for me, I don't plan on running it seven days a week until the last one. I'm more of like, uh, the last you know, like weeks. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the start of October. Uh, I was say, and then of these corporate that last ones week. just it's a grind. Oh, yeah, they do. It's they push it. a fucking
0: grinder. And with October being the like my birthday and Halloween it's like my busiest month just in general I can't take the I can't just dedicate the whole month to that one thing like, Right? I'd love to go pop into a joint do a couple of days have some fucking fun like you know what I mean like shit. I like doing it
1: right like I love doing that shit I love that I idea. worked in New Jersey at a haunted house and uh that was that was fun uh I wound up getting hired my uh, neighbor was working at some store and the owner came in bought all these costumes and she told him about me she's like oh my next door neighbor builds all these halloween things right so he's like oh well, here's here's my number give it to him so i call up they hire me So i go in there next thing i know i didn't i didn't know what i was going to be doing they just threw me into the fire literally they're like all right yeah you're a tour guide and uh you know just uh, they're like where's your costume i'm like i didn't bring one yeah. i thought you were giving me one you know And they're like oh man so they I literally just throw a cape on me and some green makeup
0: for the first Dra- day. Now Dracula. <laughs> deal, deal
1: with it. I was like Dracula Frankenstein, I guess. Deal with it. So they just throw me in there. And so the next day when I come in, I mean, I came in with this whole thing. I got a straight jacket, chains wrapped around me. I did like the twisted makeup, had my hair all spiked out. And just, you know, I started coming up with these one-liners as I went through there. And, oh, man, it was an awesome time, dude. Seven days. now, it Same. wasn't seven days a week. It was uh, you know, Friday through Saturday. I don't wearing the, the makeup anymore. I used to. I used to hate it.
0: But I don't mind it so much anymore. Megan did the ninja stars. They're over there, there on that corner, on the uh, behind the fucking thing on the uh, bookshelf there. You but, kept the uh, ninja stars. I did keep the ninja stars. <laughs> I hadn't worn an appliance like that in shit fucking year upon year, and then I wore those. And then I had a um I had a gig. It was crisis acting, which at first freaked me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it was National Guard training exercises at Gillette Stadium for a chemical bomb attack. Really? And I was playing a victim. So I went and I had to get my head all blown open and shit. So they had like triage <laughs> makeup on me. And I was like, ah, that's gonna
1: be awesome. welcome to
0: the movie factory. <laughs> right. But uh, that was dope. I like the idea like working in genre and shit being practical. There is, there are like we, we talked about it in the fucking car. There are people that are still doing practical shit, and it still holds up. It still looks good. You know what I yeah, saw? Yeah, you just
1: can't fake it on film.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> no, you know what? Some shit. Let me tell you. Some shit holds up. the The way Scarface doesn't, and that shit was how fucking like the budget on that at the time was fucking like tremendous. The fact that that doesn't hold up, but then you have something like, in my opinion, Puppet Master. Oof. Holds up fine. Oh yeah, holds up fucking great, man. Puppet master holds up great. Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins oh, holds gremlins. up
1: fucking great. Those puppets are fucking great. Gremlins too. Now, nowadays they just fucking CGI all the gremlins, and it would just there'd be there's like two gremlins in
0: Gremlins too, where I'm like ah, like the fucking I think the 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 fucking. The arachnid one. The oh, dude, that's one. my favorite one but right there. I think there. it don't hold up, like, in the translation of the high
1: def. But the rest do. I'd have to watch it in high that def. That
0: smart one does. I know that smart one does. And
1: gizmo running across the damn screen. Oh, okay. my God, dude. That shit holds up. They actually, there was a guy who came to conventions. He had this huge gizmo head that, like, he had for display. And I guess they were just going to have a little guy, you know, run around so they could do close-ups of gizmo. So this way they could get more animation out of the face, because you couldn't do that on just a small doll. You were limited to yes. what you could put inside of something that small. So, you know, so to be able to get more animation, eyelids moving and stuff. You know, they just build, uh, build a big, like, vent that he was in. And they just have a person in the costume. I think they scrapped that. They didn't wind up using it. But There's a lot about
0: fucking gremlins that people don't know. One of the questions that came up at the end of celebrity trivia at Astronomicon was what movie was responsible for the idea of a PG-13 rating because it went from PG to R to X until this one movie came out. And it wasn't PG, but it wasn't R. And they didn't want to give a Spielberg movie, Gremlins, an R. So the MPAA created the PG-13 rating for For Gremlins, Gremlins.
1: Just to get kids in there. Because
0: they figured, all right, 18 might be too old, but Thirteen, you know what I mean? Like, because right. there are, there's some fucked up shit in that movie. There is.
1: When you stop I and mean, you go back
0: fucking, and watch it, uh, my dad, I don't believe in Santa. Well, why? Because yeah, my fucking hurting. dad dressed up like him and we burned him alive in the yeah. fucking chimney because we didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh, Zach Gal- Zach daligan I guess is his
1: name, right? Is that that's the guy?
0: Yeah, I think that's his name. He's he does some cons and shit. Uh, I've been wanting to meet him. He's a, he's that's in a couple cool of things I really like. He's in a movie called um, fucking um, Brighton Beach Memoirs.
1: Never saw that. Actually, no, that's not him.
0: I always get him confused with the one guy, the Jewish guy from Weekend at Bernie's.
1: Oh, I've seen Weekend at Bernie's. You
0: know Weekend at Bernie's? How there's like the white guy, and then there's like the guy who's not white, but he's not anything else. He's Jewish. He's like super Jewish. He's in a movie called um, Brighton Beach Memoirs, which is like my fucking, one of my favorite all-time, like non- non action adventure fucking films. And like a comedy. So that's
1: cool though. What's the scariest shit you've experienced at a haunt? At a haunt? Oh jeez, I almost got punched in the face once. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you were being a dick,
0: like <laughs> like cuz I've gone in there being a dick sometimes like and you you can get fucking I've I I give those people props like I always worked at one where the rule was you couldn't touch people. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, and they weren't allowed to, weren't supposed to touch you either. Uh, I never knocked nobody out in those places, but uh, you get the right kind of jump scare. A motherfucker might try to. you.
1: Uh, that's exactly what happened. I came around a corner, playing people like that, jumped out on a guy, and this guy's fist went right up, and he had that Rocky Balboa look, like we're outside of Philly. He's got the hat on. He's like, hey, I'm like, oh my god, I jumped
0: back. <laughs> See, there's my my original like, experiences with those were like, okay, we're going to travel from A to B. And the travel, like, and the, the the quest that you're going on to get the fuck out of there is what's part of the scare. As I got a little older, and I think one of the last real big ones, I well, not even a big one, a small one, but a fairly decently run fucking spook house I worked at. The last room you went in was they were recreating a human sacrifice in it. So it wasn't even like you were... Like, traversing through it, try- and there were people trying to impede you. It was just that you had to see them cut a heart out of a dude. <laughs> and it was so good. It was done so well. I mean, we and they, they, that. they had the reset down, so they were resetting it every time a group came through. And people were truly getting freaked out, thinking they were cutting a dude's heart out. Oh, my God. And I was like, all right, this is something new. Because... The way I, you know what I mean? Oh, well, where can we get a jump scare here? There was no, there was no jump scare. No, it was, we're gonna cut a heart out of this dude and you're gonna watch us do it and you're gonna question whether or not it's fucking real. Like, I think Spook has overall shifted during those years to things like that, where it's like the jump scare, it shouldn't be what you're going through for every time. No, it's the overall. I would love to see, and someone could pro- is probably going to steal my idea, and that's fucking fine. And I may not be the first person to think of this. With Bird Box being the hit it is, you could get away with running a Bird Box-themed like haunt
1: where you just put fucking blindfolds on people. And not lead them from one place to another. And you could have some really spooky sounds and yeah, winds just, and stuff. You know yo, things that are gonna like. Yo, and you wouldn't
0: even need people, right? Like without people, it's yeah.
1: even better
0: because there's no one to. Oh, dude, that's a they, good put, idea. they
1: put like hoses against the walls that like have an airline that blow. Yo, and just you touch your yo, ankles, angles, dude. Oh my god!
0: Or or just
1: like not even big enough ledges. Like
0: not not even ledges to make them trip, but just like awkward the
1: floor shifts to the right at this part and oh you don't yeah see it.
0: like just make you like for real and be like
1: look you can't take the blindfold off you we know don't i mean it no, might as well i mean I've, I've walked through a couple darks oh my god dude, i've walked in the walls in some of those because
0: like i yeah that's i mean the, the the era of the jump scare and it being effective i
1: think is over for the most part People kind of smartened up as people have gotten smarter. So they've gotten some cool ones nowadays that were like, I went to this one haunt. It was called the uh, the Bates Motel or Bates Hotel. It's, a, it's in Pennsylvania. And uh, they had this one where it was a staircase. And this guy, literally the staircase lifts off to the side in the middle of the stairs. And this guy just comes popping out of it. Like, you know, they they disguise the scares sometimes now, too, where the drop panels and stuff. Where oh, you got yeah, the frames yeah, and drop stuff. panels. I know what you're talking
0: about. But, yeah, like I said, those are jump scares. I like the whole idea of, like, the broken elevator I've been hearing about. I heard mm-hmm. a couple of places this year had, like, a broken elevator situation. Yeah. Where it was really, like, really real. Like, it really fails. Like, fucking a, seems a simulator, real. basically. Like, basically, it's, yeah, the, the elevator is set up so when a button is pressed, it fails, catches itself, and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck you.
1: Like, we're getting way that's, too close. That's a heart dropper.
0: <laughs> that's, I mean, like, that's a, when I heard about that place in San Diego, I was like, fuck no. Like, you can really, I heard a couple of girls got really fucked up, like, really PTSD'd the fuck out. Really? From that fucking place in San Diego. Okay. Because yeah. they literally. You have to go through psychological evaluation before you do it. And they'll, like, they can tell. They'll ask, like, what's your biggest fear? Well, you know that the reason they want to know that
1: is they're going to use it against so you.
0: So whoever it is that's giving you your evaluation knows when
1: you're lying. And then they use that shit against you, too. Yo, fuck you. Get oh out of my, God, my head. Oh, my God, dude. No, I couldn't, I couldn't do that, man. They're making you eat things you wouldn't normally want to eat. You know, here's I'm some words. I'm like, times I've been truly frightened. I don't like
0: when the ground moves. That was always a cheap trick, in my opinion. Like, Just like a um, shifting floor like, or like something? A shift floor? Like, you know what I mean? Like a floor that looks like a regular ass floor? and the minute you put your foot on it, it goes to the side, or it goes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like on a slider.
1: It moves um, like, like almost like a seesaw. Well, even though
0: that's not even as bad as just it shifting on a, on a flat plane. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Not tilting, just sliding. Yeah, yeah, like, because uh, the boat, when I was in the Navy, being on the fucking, like, being on the mast, and the fucking oceans at, like, 15 feet swells. So, like, you're like... Uh uh, I'm gonna die. Uh, nope. <laughs> then, oh, nope. Uh, uh uh uh, I'm gonna die. No, nope, I'm not gonna die. Uh am uh, uh, gonna die again. Nope, not gonna die. Oh no, fuck that! Like being like forty <laughs> feet up on a mast. Like you're you're clipped on. You're not gonna go anywhere. But just being in the ocean is such an odd animal because you have a fucking thing where okay, yeah, you have a large like upper portion of it, but it don't weigh nothing. It's usually like aluminum even though it's tall. And then you have the fucking iron ship, and it's far deep under the water. And sometimes you forget that. And you'll be up here on the mast, and that fucker will, like, almost touch the water. Oh, And you'll be like, bitch, we're going to flip over. Bitch, we're about to flip over. And then, nope, it'll just... and correct itself. (laughs) (laughs) So anytime the floor moves underneath my feet, now it freaks me out. Uh, Because you get used to it on the boat. Um... I used to be able to walk up, like, three decks in three steps with the right swells. Really? Yeah, because you'd just time it. And you just kind of skip them? Take, take a big step, yep. and the stairs would <laughs> underneath you, and you'd be at the top of them. Okay. When you would land, hurt, fuck my knees up, doing shit like that, walking on the wall where, you know, you'd see people's footsteps where it's like you're walking down a passageway. And then as the boat goes this way, the fucking path on the wall, people, their footprints up on the way to the wall. Oh, fuck. Or trying to, like, trying to work out, being in the gym and being on a fucking treadmill and having that shit be like this one minute and then, like, this (laughs) the next, where you're holding on, trying not to die.
1: I tell you, they got them bolted down. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my
0: God. Secured for C-Bro. So, yeah, anytime, like, movement, unnatural movement.
1: Around me occurs that shit fucks me up,
0: but yeah, I don't know if jump scares is the way to go with these places.
1: I mean, you get the animatronics too, and they've got some really really cool like crossover animatronic uh, jump scares too, where they got this one where they'll have a costume actor attached to this, and they have these fake arms that are all moving, but in reality the actor's arms are down to the side. Yep. He just pops right out at you so i mean they're kind of crossbreeding them now too i've got a whole bunch of ideas though for there's like
0: there's a place that's doing a lot with smells that i I heard about like they're pumping in like slaughterhouse this
1: reminds me i just read about this brand new place opening in april in california it's all dedicated to horror movies yeah and you're gonna walk through this it's not a haunted house but it's like a sensory experience where they've got Nightmare on Elm Street, The Shining, and they're going to recreate like th- things from the movies, I guess. You know, like set pieces, and you're going to be immersed <laughs> in the world. Okay. They got Pennywise, so you're going to so be like, in the sewer. Nancy's house. Yep. They said like the, the boiler, boiler room. room. Uh, Lost Boys were going to be a big part of it. Like Ooh, They showed the a cave. picture of the Freddy glove. They got a humongous metal Freddy glove they're having made. Yo, I love that
0: shit. I love the idea, like, concept design and production design.
1: And from and what I'm I reading, that, I think it. it's more for, like, photos, too. Like, you're going to, like, as you go through this, yeah, you're going to be able, a, able to uh, stop and just take photos and stuff. That's
0: pretty rad. I mean, I've seen a couple of those, actually, immersive-type set pieces. Um, the Star Wars, some of the Star Wars contingents in different city, those cosplayers, mm-hmm. have the Cantina.
1: Oh, yes. And
0: it's the table where Han is sitting with Greedo and he's dead already with the gun yep. in his hand. And you can sit there like, you you know, Han shot first or whatever. Yeah. You, you know, you can sit in Han's spot. Like, like that, that type of shit is dope. I can see that shit catch people on. People love that Well, I remember, the first, I remember the first Astronomicon seeing a lot of pe- pictures and a lot of people taking pictures in the Blaze Throne. Oh, uh, yes. Is that yours? Yeah, I did do the All Blaze right. Throne. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, people love that shit. And it. Especially twisted now with the con is learning it has a longer life, yeah. If it doesn't get destroyed, um, you
1: the, the axe things got destroyed. Uh, no, they still get the axe pillars, they get dinged up. Yeah, you know, I mean, but it, I was wondering why they're they didn't made come a phone. I, I knew people would like mm-hmm. dri- people love those fucking things. I know, like,
0: right? Those like, guys even the people them. Who do not know what they are, right? Like, that must make, make you feel awesome for like the angel statue.
1: Like, to totally, have totally
0: cosplayers totally. being like, oh, this is rad. Not, And they have no idea what that
1: is. No, some of these people, they weren't like... there wasn't like, all oh, just jungleos there or anything. No. Dude, this is a mix of just, you know, everyday people that would go to a convention, you know, they're but there. But it's got to be validating, especially for you. It's cool. I, I saw tons of people taking photos, but you know, both years when we had it up. And just, you know, all the uh, attention that it's gotten is just awesome. You know, really honored to be able to, you know, redo that whole thing for them because... They they lost the head. The head was missing for years. Oh, for real? Yeah, they didn't have the head. They acquired it back. Okay. And in that, they, uh, you know, hit me up and they were like, hey, you want to redo this head, you know? And so they needed the body, though. Because, yeah. of course, when the head, I guess, went missing, the body got thrown yeah, out, yeah, I you, assume. why even keep it? You know, yeah, why even keep it? So, you know fucking so i had to rebuild but the head's that
0: definitely the more complicated part of that oh, job
1: totally so yeah so i didn't actually make the head the head is the original head we just re you know did new hair new paint on it refreshed you know, it and, and then we did the wings those wings were fucking crazy oh
0: well, yeah i saw a bunch of pictures and there's people and that's right there at the entrance and i think that thing's going to be a fixture of Astronomicon right there at the fucking entrance
1: to that main room i guess so huh it will be i was trying to bring the krampus I had time. Um, I wanted to bring the giant Krampus. Krampus would have been dope.
0: <laughs> have you ever made something strictly, you saw something and you were like, I want one?
1: Like, uh, what, like twisted? Like a, like
0: a prop. No, like.
1: Oh, something on like TV? Something like, yeah. Have you ever just like Well, I mean, that's something... how it was when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, it was just something. Oh, I for wanted. real? Yeah. You were just making stuff you well, wanted? Dude, I was making the proton packs when I was in, like, in the fourth grade. I was taking cardboard. My grandmother did Avon. So she'd have the Avon boxes. I took the lid. I was sitting there watching real Ghostbusters, you know, and I was taping on another piece to make it more 3D and then oh, drawing right. it. But then it was like, well, wait a minute. I got a hot glue gun at home. So then I started cutting it up and actually gluing. And then, you know, I built, like, the real Ghostbuster pack first. But then I was like, you know, I should try ma- making the movie one. So I paused VHS, and, you know, and I built, dude, I built tons of these. Like, yeah, I
0: mean, the, the, the amount of work that goes in and being able to get those
1: dimensions right. Well, it wasn't wasn't dimensions then, you know. It was literally no, just no, me like but... cutting and gluing oh just like
0: that. Now it is like I yeah. see the stuff you're building now, and I'm like, Damn, oh, I got like... I got
1: uh, dimensions now because people have you know gotten to examine the packs and they've pulled dimensions and stuff. So I mean, most of the information is pretty much out there yeah. now. Oh yeah, you know, but the internet. in '09 when I started, it was still you know coming along, and uh, you know, no one had really all the photos we had were from like uh, Planet Hollywood. You know, pack was on display here, so oh, yeah. so you're limited to whatever side they had visible. You know, so and then it was just like piecing it all together. So I don't know. I say around 2012, they had most of the information. So all right, so we're sitting here,
0: and I'm gonna be selfish because there, <laughs> there's something that I've always wanted to do for a, for like a double Halloween <clears throat> or like a cosplay shit a cosplay situation. Definitely now would fit but I've never been able to get the major piece to this situation. I want to be Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I don't want to just be Black Dark Helmet. I wanna be Safari Dark Helmet too. So I need both helmets. So they need to look
1: like Safari helmets?
0: Like you remember the scene where they're in the desert and he's got the Safari Desert yes. with the eyes?
1: Yes. We
0: ain't found shit. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> I wanna be that dude. So <laughs> uh, clearly what you do is you're fabricating yeah. a lot of stuff and then and then putting it together. Something like what I need would clearly be
1: I'd have to have something cast. Uh, it, actually, it might even just be vacuum formed. Really, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, like the stormtrooper armor, it's all vacuum formed. Okay, because that's what I'm looking yeah. at. Is yeah. a helmet like that with the yeah vacuum forming is a lot or... easier. You just have to make like you know what you're going to make into like a really hard form, and then right. you bring you get a piece of plastic and it heats up at the top, you know, and then you drop it down and vacuum sucks oh, it through. It's, it's got like holes like a hot air hockey table. Okay. You know, you have your piece sitting on it, and all those extra air holes suck all the air out, almost like one of those Ziploc baggies, you know, that you freezer suck out all the air and stuff. See, away. I know nothing about yeah. this. Yeah. That's why I'm and asking. That's pretty, much, that's pretty much what you're doing. And then it cools real fast, and you just trim out <laughs> the extra stuff, and boom, you're all set to go. <laughs> As I die. Right? Yeah. That might, a be, bit. that might be the good one. Oh, my God. One man. of those three had. I think it was the last one. A bunch I was fucking, fucking I, dude, <laughs> I was gone after a few hits. I like I don't
0: know nothing about like, like I know that some guy made this in hand, and hand painted it. Oh,
1: that, there was work that went that, into that.
0: That freaks me the fuck out because I just, I don't know, I'm just not from that background of you know fabricating and and make, being a maker. I'm, I've never been a maker. Well, like,
1: do you do masks? I mean, I, I have done masks when I was younger. I don't do a ton of sculpting as much as I used to. You know, I've been more into the fabricating and just building and assembling. I like working with wood and plastics and stuff a little bit more. That's that's always been my fun part. But, I mean, I do know how to do a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, I've done some plaster molds. I did make this uh, freak show head. I did make a rubber one. Yeah? Yeah, we auctioned the uh, the, the base off at the uh, second freak show show in Kokomo yeah and we had a whole base to it and everything else and we sculpt I sculpted that whole head and I still got one of those
0: see I'm thinking in terms of like so you clearly this started because of the, the fandom for the Ghostbusters
1: a- at of course base. yeah
0: and, and clearly you're helping people achieve levels of fandom they
1: couldn't have Dude, I'm told this all the time. You know what I'm saying? They're like, dude, this is my dream. I've needed this.
0: (laughs) Has anybody ever reached out to you for something like of that same ilk?
1: Like like a flux capacitor? I haven't been hit up for a flux capacitor, but I was hit up uh, by Because that's something
0: that people that are fans of that particular series could just be a display piece in an office. That doesn't even have to be. You know what I mean? Just
1: like Ghostbusters itself, yeah, man. like
0: you know what I mean. Like the Back to the Future franchise has its
1: own set of super fans, and oh, dude, and I hear a lot of them are picky. Like, so aren't the Ghostbuster fans, though. Oh so. yeah, They you know can't know be. I mean, yeah, but everyone's got you know. But well, like, yeah, like if
0: I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's trying to perfect his fucking uh, Marty J. Fox fucking, and he can't find a hoverboard. And I'm thinking in terms of, damn, that's something that he could easily make for somebody. That hot pink Hasbro. Uh, it doesn't I have to be like a Hover, but that. you know, right. that's not the it's point. It's just display. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's, it's going to be correct to the canon of the flick. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, the what you've got going on opens up a whole wide range of just possibilities as Pretty far as, like... Pretty much just
1: build anything I want. Fandom possibilities. possibilities, yeah, like... And Damn. I've got I've got some other ideas for some other props that I'm going to be working on, and uh, I got the Ninja Turtle weapons I'm doing. Okay. Those ones are all real aluminum swords, real, you know, aluminum size are being made. Okay. I already got the swords made. Swords are made. I just got to get the size made for the prototypes. What's the largest scale, like, recreation of something like this you've done? It'd be the slime blower. That's probably the most difficult. Really, no one's, no one's ever truly done it very good. Really? No one's ever even offered a run like I've done. Yeah, And just finding, like I said, just getting people to do the things that I needed. Like making that cone was very difficult. That was going to cost me a lot of money to have done at an automated company. They wanted $800 just for a prototype. No doubt. Just for this little tiny aluminum cone. Yeah. You know, it's like a funnel. Piece of a fu- it's a funnel, piece of a basically. It's a
0: larger contraption, for sure. And you
1: know, you think, oh, well, maybe I can find a funnel that's out. I couldn't find shit. Everyone's been looking for years. Everyone's been looking. Couldn't find it. So the only way to really get it done was to have it done this way, and I found a guy online who did it at his house.
0: Have you ever been asked to do something that was too big? And you were like, I can't do that. No. (laughs) Well, see, that's a good attitude too. No, like I'm just—I think the bigger the better, dude. Right? If I can make it as like fucking big as I I can, I see people trying to recreate the hearse Mm -hmm. from the Ghostbusters, and I'm sure there are pieces to that. People have to come to some. I made the roof rack for someone. That's what I mean. Yeah, and there are people trying to recreate DeLoreans out there, and are trying to recreate these other fucking things, and it's just—it's so awesome that that's been like your artistic outlet is helping people achieve just
1: things that I'm, I've been into since I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I mean, it's just really cool to be able to do what I love every day. So, I mean, I literally work seven days a week because I don't really mind working, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm like, just doing like what I love. Work, it's
0: it's at some point it's like, Oh, I get to build these cool fucking things. And then people are enjoying <laughs> the shit out
1: of them. Right. I got people all over the world. I sell to, I sell to, that's fire. uh, <sighs> I sold people in the Philippines, Taiwan, dude. Like, ever since the uh, Ghost Heads documentary came out on Netflix. Yeah? Yeah, that opened up a lot more. Like, I, I had sold, you know, in, in Europe. Are and you in that? People. Yeah, I'm in that. Oh, I, all right. I
0: didn't know that. Yeah.
1: It's called Ghost Heads, and I assume it's about... Yeah, it's it's about the fan base of Ghostbusters. No doubt. Yeah, Man, that must have blown you the fuck up a little bit. Yeah, I got my own special feature on the DVD. Yeah, on the first page, mind you. Yeah, too, you I'm not buried be... like you know three you... pages back your in special features. Like, <laughs> your shit must have blown up on that. I tip, did. Then. it fucking did. Yeah. Uh, so you just became like the Ghostbuster yeah. replica, pretty much. Guy? Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm pretty much the only guy in the states doing it. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. I never, like, intended to achieve that. You know what I'm saying? I was just a fan of Ghostbusters, dude, just, you know, wanting to build proton packs and, you know, it was something I was good at. (laughs) I could do and make money. I mean, you know, that's how I've been, like, since I was a kid. That's pretty dope. All right, so
0: uh, let's turn towards this then for a minute. As a Ghostbusters fan, have you... What has your experience been with the movies? Like, have you met Dan Aykroyd or have you met any of the principals involved? Did you... Maybe, like Fury did, go out for the extra scene in the female uh, version yeah, yeah. like anything like that. Have you had any personal experience with those guys? Have, uh, have any of them reached
1: out, even on social media or the internet? I, I've know i met Ernie Hudson at a convention, okay. uh, but I did do something that Dan Aykroyd has hanging in his office. With, really? Which is one of the terror dog heads.
0: Yo, yes, that's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. Shouts to Dan Aykroyd, man. That's a Massachusetts native. That's a Cape Cod native. <laughs> Crazier than a fucking, like just crazy as shit. Dude, man, it's like alien fucking truther, and makes a fine vodka in crystal skull. Oh man, it's crystal a fine, skull. a fine vodka. But that's that's fire. Right, that's amazing. Uh, I know they're filming the new, the new the new one. one. Yeah, and with Jason Reitman. It's the, oh, that's, I'm, so, I'm pretty souped.
1: Dude, I mean, hey, I'm glad, you know, Jason, you know, he grew Jason, up around this. Think about Jason that. Jason was the kid in Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. That Tell tells them, them, my dad says, crap. you
0: guys are phonies. Dude, <laughs> oh
1: my God, dude. He tells me
0: he's full of crap. And they're yeah. like, oh, my man. My dad says, you're full of crap. Your dad's behind the director's chair right now, telling us to be <laughs> full of crap. But for dude. him to be so close to it, I, I didn't like, I mean, there were a bunch of reasons not to like the remake. Um,
1: besides the one everybody wanted to fucking skate. I just felt there was too was. much CGI. The overglow uh, of the ghost. I, I mean, I like the gear. Don't mind. I, I love the gear. I'm glad that they didn't go more sleek. You know, I was worried that oh, they were going to try to bump the 21st yeah, century nah, into it. Yeah, all. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that's not going to work out. It's not going to look cool. The idea of
0: Egon making that shit at home. Like that's, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be sleek. It was supposed to not have the proper shielding. You know what right, I mean? right, like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, but I just think, think you know certain certain story aspects of that shit were certainly lacking. I'm hoping whatever it is that Jason's doing is like just a continuation.
1: Well, they made one announcement. Like, well, supposedly it's well, not. I don't know if like, it's hundred percent car. No, they're bringing the kid in. He did in it. Uh, like uh, audition from it. The one who's in Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that I know kid. Who you're talking about. Yeah, to do what? He's going to be some kid. Him Vigo? and his mother. Is he they, Vigo? I don't know. Maybe he's baby Vigo. <laughs> Vigo. Be <laughs> a little too uh, too young. You will have to give know? me the baby. <laughs> I, guess, I guess they're going to have like teenage kids involved, and they're going to be passing the torch. That's that's about the gist of like, all right, okay, What's all out right. there right now is like. I mean,
0: the, the, so many stories went along for so long about like. They sent Bill the script.
1: Oh, he was going to be a ghost. And Everyone he, no, was like, and then no. he
0: shredded that motherfucker <laughs> and sent it back to them, and they needed his approval.
1: Yeah, at some point. Yeah, uh, he didn't. Well, because he, Dan Aykroyd, Ivan Reitman, they and uh, they all owned like a, yeah. a portion of it, so they couldn't do shit without Bill Murray on board. So you know they were pretty much fucked uh, without him. You know, and he didn't want him to screw it up like whoever, like producers. I don't know well, who the hell is. Bill's did a but. fucking, Bill's a fucking
0: borderline psychotic, from what I understand, and smokes a shit ton of weed. Like we smoke a lot. This motherfucker has been smoking a lot for four years. Like he, like, like he smoked with John Belushi. Like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Like, yeah.
1: His he got divorced. I didn't even know he smoked weed. This is actually news to me right now. Yeah, hold okay, on, so. hold on. Since we,
0: we you know it's been a really good conversation, man. We've been going for an hour straight. I'm I'm digging this a lot. We're gonna keep it going, and we haven't even gone to the second screen for any kind of uh, oh yeah, well things. So let me screen. Let me Google this real quick, and we'll up Well, you, it you know, a buddy of mine screen, just
1: actually. did a documentary, uh, Bill Murray stories, and it's about all the wild adventures Bill That's Murray. What I
0: mean, but when he got divorced, right? The documents that came out, (laughs) the shit, his wife, like his, his wife was like, look, I can't be married to dude, but the stuff in the filing was like, like if I was rich, old and Bill Murray and a stoner and six, it's exactly how I would fucking uh, act for some degree. He, well he cheated a lot i guess that's not oh, well. and she accused him of <laughs> abandoning them but what it was was like homeboy would straight up just get dumb high and be like and like leave his phone <laughs> at the house and call like call his brother and be like yo come get me and then they would just go get on a private jet <laughs> and his his fucking jet and then they would take off for four month long golf trips Wow, And he would never tell his wife that he was, like, even he let her know just he was leaving. just fucking go. He would just ghost. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> what I mean? He was like, I'm afraid to go ghost. <laughs> Poof. Damn. Um, when he got cast in Charlie's Angels, they had a backup waiting because they had no confirmation that he was going to show up. Oh, that's
1: typical from what every movie I hear about. It's like, dude, they They, they don't don't even know know if he's going to be there.
0: Like, they have to have a a backup on standby, and if he shows up, he fucking shows up. And if they they don't, they use a standby. Like, I mean, I guess at some degree, that makes me proud of that, dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, they they want me. They'll yeah, be waiting like, for me. Yeah, they'll wait. Clearly, you have something people want. And he is a fucking legend and probably never oh. really has to work. I, I right. he, he owns a, a baseball team. I mean, it's not expensive to play golf all the time if that's all you do. <laughs> like, no. You know what I mean? Like, if all you're doing is smoking weed and playing golf, that's you have a low overhead dog. Right. Like, I'm sure he's got a big crib
1: somewhere. I'm sure he doesn't pay for one. a lot of these places. But then he owns too.
0: a lot of businesses, too. Like, him and his brothers own a lot of restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, he was the original dude who was like, yo, I got five brothers. I'm about to put these bitches on. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, some of them were in movies, too. Where is that? Is it North Carolina, maybe? I think it's uh, South Carolina. Is wasn't it South Carolina? South Carolina. South Carolina. Uh, there's, a, there's a place called uh, the Marie Brothers Compound, and it's like a golf place and restaurant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the the Wahlbergs did that shit, too. Donnie Wahlberg and Paul mm-hmm. Wahlberg kind of were they like, yo, burger what do you want to do? I want to cook burgers. We got you. You know what I mean? And Wahlbergs <laughs> is all over the motherfucker now. Good burgers. I have yet to stop. Little, I gotta little try. Pricey, little pricey, low pricey. Okay. not too bad. Not not more than five guys. Oh, five guys. But um, I mean that's what it is. It's yeah. fucking it's fucking five guys. It's five guys, but it's, it's five like guys. Walmart, but they're all but they're all but two of them were in New Kids. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, one of them was the Funky Bunch, and yeah. the other were like two two of them are kind of crossed right? over there, right? You have, you have five normal guys, and then you have three guys, and they're two famous brothers. That's it's the <laughs> same fucking restaurant. You know what I'm saying? So you're in Indiana now. Yeah. Weren't you based further south? No, no Indiana. No? At any point you're out of Indiana? No. Maybe I, I mean, just I, consider I lived, Indiana said, the south. I look at the map sometimes and I realize I have no fucking concept No, I'm about like two and a half
1: hours from uh, Detroit. So, not that far.
0: Driving out there for fucking Attack of the Ninjas, I couldn't believe it was a 13 and a half hour drive and I didn't even have to set my watch oh, back. fuck, dude. I was mad as shit. I, <laughs> I was fucking mad. Driving home? Yeah, like, like that's the worst. After like doing three straight shows and not sleeping, and I was just in a bad fucking mood, and I just, I was sick of the people we had been with, and I was just like,
1: time to go home. Yo, we
0: missed a turn on the ride home, and I ended up on like the Cross Queens Expressway at two o'clock in the morning on Sunday, having to drive eighty, getting beeped at by fucking heads, and the my homeboy going, yo man, you just fuck you, I ain't slowing down. I'm gonna die if we slow down. Like, but uh. Yeah, fuck all that driving shit. We we flew to Astro. Next year, I'll fly to Astro. Yeah. 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 We're, we're bringing the hey, kids. We're bringing the kids next year. At least it
1: didn't snow, like, you know, until the end. Yeah, you know, but that made me nervous. It was. I didn't leave we, that night. like that. I fucked up.
0: I didn't fuck up because if I had been by myself. That was the thing. First year Astro, I went dolo. I went dolo by myself. So it was easy to, like. Drag my sick ass or my tired ass to the airport at 5 a.m. and then I left Sunday night. Right. You know, once shit wrapped up, which almost fucked me, but um, I didn't even wait till Monday because they they didn't want to keep me in the hotel yesterday. The this year we waited till Monday, but we came back early as fuck. I shouldn't have did that. I should have <laughs> fucking booked like a midday flight. So next year uh, yeah. we'll book the morning going, but we'll. Uh,
1: there's so we'll much going on on Sunday, even wrapping up, you know. No, so no, like,
0: Monday, I mean. Yeah. Like midday Monday flying back. Yeah. Not Sunday morning. Like, yeah, you fuck know what that. I'm saying? I have to be. The thing about Astro that's going to set a lot of things apart from it is they have the ability to have as many people in the building at 5 o'clock on Sunday as they do at 4 o'clock on Friday. And that's most you know most cons Sunday afternoon there fucking couple dozen people man yeah and your vendors are trying to just pawn shit off they're making deals yes. start start
1: cutting Astro, prices
0: Astro with the Astrocon Astronomicon this year ended at five p.m. on Sunday at five o two there were still two long fucking lines one to buy mystery boxes and one to make reservations for next year oh my god you are know what I'm saying set up yeah. So, like, it's fucking great. And that's why I'm trying to get involved in this other first-year con that's going down. Is like I learned a bunch about cons working at Astronaut Like, I was just being involved and talking to the people who were running shit. And you know what I mean? It's a fucking super-duper fucking environment. And it's way different than any other con. I want to go to a couple of these other ones that I hear about. I heard Mad Monster Party is kind of dope.
1: Haven't been to that one. Been to Horror Hound.
0: Okay. Horror I've, Hound I've never been to Days of the Dead. I've never been oh, to any of that. I've never been to, never been to Walker Stalker Con. We went to Rhode Island Comic Con, and I was not happy. Yeah, my that brother place. went there. He said it's busy. an airport, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it like an
1: airport. Uh, they bring some heavy hitters in, and too. And it's like, yeah. yo, I mean, at base,
0: you're spending money to spend money. When you go to a convention. Oh, yeah. So So I'm always looking at, okay, what else is going on? Mm -hmm. And Astronomicon has been one of those places where it's, like, real unique, some of the stuff that's going on. And it's stuff you want to go and participate in. Right. You know what I mean? It's not just Michael Rooker is going to do an hour. Well, I don't want to fucking watch Michael Rooker do an hour in a giant room. Right. Yeah. Let's, like, let's, let's mix it up. Let's see what else we can do. You know what I mean? Right. And Like I said, this other con, they got some cool people I wouldn't mind talking to. I'll fucking I'll talk to the kid from fucking Who's the Boss, <laughs> little Danny, little, little Danny, Danny. Someone from there. the show
1: just died, I heard on the radio up here. Uh, maybe it was the uh, the one that Tony Danza gets with that owned the house. Fucking I think maybe she died. someone just literally Joan, from the show? Is her name
0: Joan something. She looks like a Joan. I don't know. There in was the that 80s, one time she opens the,
1: the, the towel on him in the in the credits. <laughs> You're fucking killing Oh it. my god! Fucking I remember that show, Who's dude. He shows up was in Mona? the van with his daughter. Was it Mona? Oh, maybe that, was that her name? Mona? She went
0: on to be super famous. Fucking uh, his daughter there on the show.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He
0: was at he was at Rhode Island Comic Con.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people who ask me all the time. They're like, "Oh, when are you gonna? When are you gonna have Twisted on? When are you gonna? When are you gonna, are you gonna interview G Ski? When are you going to, Well, you know what I mean? Like, right. And yeah, okay, I like sitting down with Tech. Cool. But the only reason you do that is because he's got a record coming out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Having Twisted on my show don't help nobody but but me. Yeah, people want to see it. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, there's nothing I can provide for them that they're not getting elsewhere. In in terms of what this show kind of is and what this show kind of offers as a residual benefit of being on it. So I'm not worried about having them on or having G on or whatever. Because when this show gets to a level that they think they should be on it, they're going to let me know. Right. I'd much rather have people like you in here. And then, like, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to talk to Insane E because there are other gigantic parts to the fucking machine. Known as Magic Ninja Entertainment. Oh man, all types that of people backstage. People do not see. Nope. And I think it's important that people get to know the prop mics and the insane ease and the Megan with the makeups. And I, I think it's important because not only are you guys providing large chunks to the overall Magic Ninja machine, whether it be through Astronomicon, through what you do, through what he does with the graphics, whatever it is. You all are getting your own in those lanes outside of the realm of Juggalo. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important for fucking people to see. That you don't have to, you can participate in our culture and in this culture and live this culture, but still embrace and be embraced by outside things that are involved in this culture. And I think that's important for motherfuckers to see. Plus you guys need to get your fucking shine too. Like it's dope. Like like people, oh, those fucking set pieces are dope. Somebody built those. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Somebody spent some hours, potentially hundreds of them, dude, designing, fucking building, scrapping, rebuilding, changing after a fucking artist sees it and changes his fucking mind. Had that. Yeah. You know we've all had that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've had that
1: on almost every fucking stage of this fucking show. was shit. that dude, the first four twenty set, <laughs> that's my very first set I ever did for him. I had a completely different concept for the pot leaf. Like okay. and then when I had it all drawn out on plywood and I had all these holes marked for all the light bulbs because I have to stagger them a certain way. And since the leaf wasn't like, you know, like the same on each side, I had to figure out a whole pattern to it. And that took hours to do. George's is like, can we do this version? And I'm like, we got two weeks till the show. Now I got to go all the way back and restart. <laughs> no, but you did it. And you I know did what I it.
0: Mean? If it wasn't impossible, you wouldn't. Right. You wouldn't. You know what I mean? And it's, it's always good to learn new shit. Has there been something that you've learned doing the
1: stage props for Twisted that you were able to translate into what you do with the Ghostbusters shit? Uh, not so much with that, I'd say, uh... Because, you know, like, a lot of the stuff I'm doing for Twisted is, like, one-off. You know, it's 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 experimenting, just building stuff, you know. And it's fun just to break away from doing Ghostbusters. I do so much Ghostbusters, you know. You gotta kind of break away every once in a while, do something, change it up. So, you know, it opens up that little bit of doing something different, you know. And all the all the sets are, you know, a little different. Like, one set I designed was the, uh... Um, Mirror Mirror set. Okay. Now that was my my it's idea. So you late. know, I, I had heard that they Yo, were going to do you know so much glass, mirror, mirror. Oh my god. So dude. much glass. That was, <laughs> I was
0: so nervous watching you motherfuckers moving. It was it was it was plexiglass. So much it was glass. plexiglass
1: and that was all, like, double mirror tinted. Like, we had a yeah. hand tint oh, all okay. of that. All right. And I was coming off of doing Freak Show. I had three and weeks. it looked vintage. It looked, yeah. Oh, it looked
0: good. Like, it looked Those really looked good. Those Infinity Marys
1: going all the way around, the lights changing, and then Jamie and Paul inside That's the double-sided That's one sided of the days mirror. where
0: I was stuck in the other room for the majority of oh, the man, show. And it. then I ended up backstage watching the fight on an illegal stream with Lars. Oh, I
1: mean, everyone was backstage watching the fight. Yelling.
0: I'm screaming about, fucking knock him out. Knock him out. Out McGregor. oh my god that, that i always said that would have been the perfect night to do fatso Chainsmoker. smoker you do fatso Chainsmoker on the night of the super fight
1: right yeah oh yeah i still so, stick
0: by that being like that's, that's probably no, my number one idea for somebody else's intellectual property you know what i mean yeah. like we all sit around like i used to have uh visions of a fucking uh neck cutter video like, like I, I love, love the idea of directing, directing music videos. I love it. Like if I could find a director of photography that like I could work with because I yeah, like I've worked with cameramen and that's different. Like I need like a DP, somebody I can talk to and the DP can talk to the cameraman and achieve what I want kind of shit. But I love the idea of directing music videos and making shit like that come to life. So, like what you do appeals to me. On a damn, he right. he, he builds, builds the shits. Like he, he builds, builds all the, the shit you need to make the cool shits. shits. Like set pieces, especially in live performance, can take. They can definitely take a mediocre act and make them phenomenal. But it can take a, it can take a good or great act and make them a legend. George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic. They've been bringing the same spaceship out on stage with them for fucking forty years. Oh, fuck. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it lands, and they come out of it and shit. Like, hey man, if it works, you know, just keep going. Like, that's part yes. of the Parliament <laughs> Funkadelic. That's part of that P Funk. Like, we're all aliens coming off the ship. You have Guar, who to me is not the best musically, but with all their stage props and you know, the- it's something to experience like, for real. I see. You know, you're you're obviously influenced by Ghostbusters, and whoever's doing the building for Guar is obviously influenced by that old Trauma. Oh my god! Like the Troll movie, the Trauma fucking like Toxic blown Crusader. up uh, You know, extra fucking, extra fucking latex for no reason. Fucking explosive <laughs> green diarrhea blood. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's a whole different like. Lane, but it's the same sort of like production type stuff. That shit, like, I don't know, that that shit interests me because I can't fucking do it. I'm done with like certain aspects of the music business. I think I'm done trying to host fucking rap shows because I can just go be a stand-up comedian and that's better. Get yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. I did the Ax ones. I mean, I had a good time. I only actually, I only did one of the Ax ones. The second Ax show. Um, there was no place for me to even set up merch, so I was like, yo, fuck that. I think do that. Me, and my <laughs> chick, me and my chick went to Chipotle. Because that's the thing, like, people don't get with the hosting thing. I got to be there the entire show. Right. Like, none of the fucking acts have to be there the entire show. They can go, and then, after like, they go on, they go home. At Astronomicon this year, I really learned I had the most microphone time of anyone the entire weekend. Really? Well, I was in that fucking room.
1: If you look at the, I schedule, only saw you like two times there. Yeah,
0: because I only got to go inside the actual floor twice. Goddamn! Because I was in the, I was in the fucking panel room, literally from fucking convention open till convention closed every day, hosting, interviewing people. Like and they you know come in on I mean? that
1: uh, South Park read. I think it was on. Sunday. Yo, like
0: they need we, some things need to be worked on. Uh, like and I think. Some of the things we did in year one worked really well in year one, but then like we didn't try to like improve them at all, mm-hmm. or or some improvements were attempted, but not necessarily executed properly. Okay. So I think this year's script reads kind of fell flat in comparison last year, honestly. And there were some supposed to be some props involved, which there were,
1: but uh, none of this I was, was that never was said no, no, to me. No, like toys, <laughs> like
0: toys, right? because like, we did a Batman. So they had, like, a Batman mask. They had a bat signal, which is actually sitting over there on my fucking bookshelf. I did see that. (laughs) uh, Because somebody (laughs) left it on the floor
1: in the convention room. I just assumed you were a super big Batman fan. I like Batman. Everybody likes Batman. Who the fuck don't like Batman? Um, There's something wrong with you if you don't like Batman.
0: Parts of it can be smoothed out, and it's just communication stuff. And it's the fact that they've got two guys. Right Running that whole thing, and it's like you kind of gotta delegate, and they're not ready to do that yet, you know what I mean? Yeah, once they hit to the size that they're ready to delegate, they'll delegate to those who hopefully have shown a aptitude for certain things. and I would love to just be like, well, here's the list of people that are gonna that are willing to do panels, craft stuff, Chuck, because like they gave me the three from hell panel, yeah, which you couldn't call that that.
1: they you only can't had- say shit
0: about it. Right, they couldn't talk about it. Yeah, like, you should have called it something else. But whatever, it worked out. And that fucking panel went great. And it was standing room only. And as far as I'm concerned, that's my highlight reel right now. That's the link I'm sending to the other cons trying to become a moderator. Because literally, I had questions about the movie. But when it became clear to me, they ain't going to answer shit. I had other questions, too. Okay. And even George had said to me after the fact, he was like, yo, he was like, I saw part of that. He goes, you were really good on your feet. I'm like, well, that's what I do. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's what this whole thing is to me. Right. You know, and then other people have told me, I mean, the paranormal activity people, they really enjoyed it. D. Snyder at the end was like, yo, I should take you on tour with me. (laughs) Really? I had like a whole intro for him, but they brought in the guy Meltdown. Who's that DJ from WRIF in Detroit? He's like the number one fucking metal DJ in Detroit. Really? This guy Meltdown, yeah. Totally so missed that. <laughs> he came in with D Snyder because D's got a new record out. Well, thank God this guy came because I didn't know D Snyder had a record out. Oh, was
1: that the guy walking around with him with the ponytail? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I did meet
0: that guy. Meltdown's a
1: nice dude. Okay. Um,
0: he's, he's serious business, man. He's a serious F. He seemed like a really serious heavy dude. Heavy metal DJ. Like that dude. Salute. Salute to my homeboy fucking Meltdown. I am honored to be, to be able to say i've worked with him a couple of times that's what a big deal that dude is to like metal music rock music and detroit as like a city like he's a huge fucking deal so he comes in with d cuz they know each other and they're talking about the new record and i'm like oh cuz i don't know nothing about his new record like that's not my genre i thought we were going to talk about old shit well that's what all my questions were based on so when meltdown was done i started asking him what i wanted to fucking ask him about this thing called the PMRC, where he was fighting against the uh, the, the album labeling mm-hmm. in the '80s um, and some other stuff, and then like he wrote a Christmas song that ended up getting picked up by Celine Dion, and it became the highest selling Christmas record of all time. And he's his house now; he calls it the house that Celine Dion built because he that all the money that he made from that record, like he still, that yeah, out. he still <laughs> makes this money every Christmas. So it was really fun. And then at the end, when they were getting ready to leave, I did the intro as, like, his outro. And, like, number, you know, SMF m- number one legend, uh, one of the top metal vocalists of all time. Oh. Twisted Sister's <laughs> own D. Snyder And he stopped and goes, I should take you on tour with me. I was like,
1: yeah, you should. I'm available, <laughs> dog. I'll even work cheap in comparison to what you make. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Going back, I remember watching him. He was in the Pee Wee Herman movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, like so some of these people, people I've met, like meeting Jake the Snake, like that. that was Oh, about... dude, he was tall. Yo, Yo Jake, he was, Jake that tall. was mad depressing. <laughs> mad, yeah, but, like I'm gonna a, say... but
1: in an, exp- an inspiring way. <laughs> he looked a lot better <clears throat> than the kid from Terminator 2. All right. yeah, that kid looks <laughs> like he, got, he didn't even age, he just got stung <laughs> by bees. Oh my god. I mean, shit. He I seemed heard... cool, like I'm not hating on him. Oh, I wanted cool. to talk
0: to him and just be like, man. Like what happened to you, fam? Like, yeah. In '97, you were the coolest fucking dude. Yeah, I ever seen in my life. life. Like, he had the you fucking were, Pet cemetery yeah, too. You were fucking Punky Brewster. Like, get out of here, right? dog! Like, what are you doing? And then now what? Now what? Right? Exactly. Same oh, way, well, Bam, I know Bam. Bam had an issue, I suppose. Um, yeah. Uh, I won't say no more on that front. But Bam had an issue. I know he fucking was sick or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> What a piece of shit that dude is, but uh, like I didn't really, I I, I didn't meet him. Um, like I like doing the panel room because it's like I can talk to people like that Tim Jacobus dude. Um, I got to sit there and like shoot the shit with him for a half hour. Um, in the panel room with an audience, you know what I mean, like. And like ask questions that I had come up with. Now, I, I missed the window for Goosebumps books. I'm too old for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's some stuff, like, I never, I had, had never seen, paranormal. Paranormal. I still I haven't seen paranormal activity. paranormal
1: activity. Oh, I've never seen it. But, but I did the paranormal. panel and asked <laughs> the right questions. That's over. You know nothing, and you're I like, know, I, know, I got questions. I,
0: I know <laughs> nothing about your movie, but I got questions. Might the as well be your first way,
1: question right the, there. What's the fucking movie you know, about? No, the, the only way
0: you could tell <laughs> that Chuck didn't know. Anything about the movie was that he mispronounced the dude's name wrong at the beginning because I called him Micah because that's what how it's fucking spelled. Yeah, but his name's Mika and he's like, oh, just like in the movie, and I'm like, oh, oh. But the rest of the questions were fine. (laughs) Clearly, I ain't seen the movie. (laughs) They were they were souped at the end and shit. Uh, well, um. I mean, the Comic Book Men panel, even that went good. And that's cool for me because Ming from Comic Book Men is like a podcast OG. Uh Uh-huh. Like him and Kevin Smith out, like, they've been around longer than everybody. Right. Like, there's no one that's been podcasting longer than them. And they have a podcast studio in New Jersey, which is only a couple hours from there. And it's like,
1: oh, shit, if I can
0: book book time and you guys will be my guests, I think I'll come down and broadcast from your spot. But you know what I'm saying. I like this. I like having just it at the crib. So this right. way I, I can have people come in. When people come to town, I can be like, "Oh, just come to the house. Just come to the crib, dude, and
1: record." And it's coming along.
0: Like I'm glad that this wall is not blank anymore. Having just a
1: blank white wall was bothering the shit out of me. So I actually, especially if you have the camera here, you know, you want to yeah. make sure you got some fill yeah. in there. So oh where God. do you do? You have like a website that you.
0: Take yeah. Orders through.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, most of all my orders, because most people just come to me on Facebook and, you know, place their orders for the fully built packs. But I do have a website, it's called. Uh name of the company's Carnivorous Creations. Yeah. That's uh, Carnivorous with a K, by okay. the way, to separate. There is apparently a man-eating Venus flytrap that they sell that's called that. Really? I didn't know this till after I came up with the name, but thank God I already went with the K. I was just trying to do it to have you know two different letters instead of CC. Just KC sounded better, I guess, when I was coming up with the name. I was sitting there working uh, stocking shelves at that point. And I was coming up with the company and, you know, getting ready to start making the proton packs. And uh, that's when I came up with it in 09. See,
0: you say that, and that automatically makes my brain go to something else that I want to see built kind of shit. You know what I mean? So, like, seriously, if you're out there and you're a fan of, 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 of a movie or some other sort of fucking media and you want one of these fantastic replicas built or it's something you got no idea where to start and you're a cosplayer carnivorous with a k. k creations with a c dot com dot com brother i still keep going back to seeing the ill fucking dog head in fucking george's office and it's like yes.
1: oh yeah and now that i know dan aykroyd has got one that shit's fine yeah, yeah dude that was really cool to be able to build that for them and uh you know i i knew they had one hanging in the office but it was from the original mold and uh, you know it was all deteriorating because it's it was made back when the movie came out it's made out of foam so it's all just cracking away and stuff. So I was like, well, you know, I got the thing, and I was selling them, and so they weren't stopping me. So I was just like, all right, hey, if you want one, you know. And they're like, hey, Dan actually was asking about one. So I was like, really? okay. So, so, you know, I made that, and they sent me a photo of it hanging in his office. So I'm like, hey, that's awesome. I'm fucking- See, I'm surprised you didn't get an
0: email. They told me I could send a poster and, or, and get it signed. That was all I
1: asked for. Well, like, no, what
0: I mean is, well, like, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't gotten an email or a phone call from... One of the two newer movies, because this seems like the type of thing that they would have. Maybe they lost something or they needed something, and it seems like you—you you are the leading expert.
1: I wouldn't say I'm the leading. There's a lot of people. As far as, but as far as
0: recreation of of the actual physical props, that it seems like everybody's tending to go towards. Because you said that as far as those foam blowers, mm-hmm. now no one's ever done no. Correct. Have you done okay? See, I don't know how this type of shit works. And that's kind of why I have hang ups about certain things. Um, with my own biz. So you there's a lot of shit with that foam sprayer that you had to come up with the idea for from scratch. Yeah. To make it fucking functional and all that shit.
1: Well, basically, what it does is it has like a handle in there, and you can change. You can have the sound effects going. Okay. So I had to come up with an idea on how that was going to work. Cause the oh, original but it shoots foam, foam, too. No, not mine. Okay, no, not yours? No, okay. No, no, They people have made it so it shoots like silly string out of the yeah. top and stuff. And there's a way to go about doing that because we put sound in ours. I have the speaker in the front of the oh, gun. Okay. That's right. where the speaker is mounted. There's nowhere really good to mount okay. it on. There's no good hiding spot. Like the proton pack, it's hollow on the inside, so I can, you know, mount that pretty much almost. Have anywhere. you
0: ever had to create a mechanism or a switch or something that didn't exist before that maybe would be something you could get a patent for? Okay. That's
1: my question. I mean, no. Uh, maybe with maybe idiot. with the uh, with the uh, most tasteless set the way I had to design the. Uh, mechanism to make to make that work and to be able to run wires and mount everything on because we used that in a music video too really yeah we did that nothing to you that's something
0: that i i I got into a couple weeks ago i read an article and it was like oh you wouldn't believe what famous people hold u.s patents Mm -hmm. and i'm looking at it's like spielberg has like 70 patents and you think it would all be ILM shit it would all be industrial light and magic fucking special effects shit and a lot of it was Mm -hmm. but then there's like oh he made an underwater camera rig that nobody else had made before it's probably yeah it's
1: probably started out with his idea he had the people to pay to design it well no but like
0: even like James Cameron that motherfucker created his own deep
1: submersible submarine (laughs) because he's a fucking rich asshole oh super rich yeah so he had to patent that (laughs) he's only gonna make a movie every once or ten years you know yeah I mean Jesus that's the
0: thing You, you should probably be on the lookout for damn like I just fucking invent that,
1: that. right? Like
0: clearly, yeah, I, I couldn't
1: just purchase it, or I wouldn't be sitting, sitting here trying to invent oh, it. That's, and I that's just what, invented it. Like I said, like that was one of the things with that one particular one, and like I said, it had to be taken down and set up every night. So. Oh, like I know the Wachowski
0: brothers from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. They, the, the ring rig.
1: Oh, yeah. That was 100% custom. Yeah, yeah. they had to. They, and they got a patent for that because they're the first Just to one. get Morpheus. Oh, yeah, no, not I Morpheus. Forgot. Neo. Yeah, Neo. That Ooh, one
0: shot. That was a lot of money for one shot. Right? They're like, all right, let's do it again. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I like the fucking. I like the whole idea of like practical over digital, especially now. because practical. practical. It's just making it look cleaner.
1: Well, you can definitely tell it's there you know yeah. there's no substituting that there's still like that fuzziness around the edges of the cg that you know and like now is like an actor,
0: actor. Having, having something to act against
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know like, what i mean yeah. i'd much rather have a monster standing there instead of
1: pretending that there's yeah, a monster standing i'm looking at, at the... a green ball
0: or I'm, you know what i mean right like, no i'm want to give, give me something
1: yeah something standing you know? there at least yeah yeah, practicals, for me, is always the way to go. I mean, I mean that's, that's why, why I think people are unhappy with this child's play thing that's, that's coming up. Oh, the new movie? is because, because he, looks he looks too digital in the face. face. And oh, I, it's, it's not, not a, a midget, midget in a superhero. what I'm hearing is I think, like, the original movie company owns the rights to that name, and that's why there's differences in it. So you know those other Chucky movies that are coming out—they're yeah. called Chucky now. Yeah. Like they own the rights to oh. Chucky, and these people just own the rights to uh-huh. Child's Play. I don't know. I just I know, know maybe
0: they should just stop, just stop trying to remake shit. Yeah, now I think I so Robert too. England's trying to dust off the glove and come back as Freddy. Hey, if to he comes to back, dude, fuck what they, they did, did. They
1: just got to do the prequel. I'd, that's no, it. The I, prequel I'd is I'd what. Said it
0: abo- no, because no, I don't want to see what he did. I I get, I get that, that to maybe some, some degree it was implied that he was diddling kids. kids. You can't just make Freddy Krueger a fucking diddler. That should that's <laughs> that's probably up. be the whole fucking movie. And that's what they fucked up, was that they made him a diddler in that remake. They were they very blatant yeah. about you, know, oh, fuck kids. And it's like, no, to some degree, Freddy might have killed some kids, and it may have been lightly implied that he was a diddler, but in those original movies... He yeah, was a character to some degree. You still could root for. If they, they just come out and be like, "Oh yeah, he
1: kid fucker," you
0: can't. And they for did. Freddy they no did boy. have
1: that in original scenes. They cut that because at that yeah, time there was I a mean, uh, there was a daycare or something that got caught I'm, for I'm, child molestation. Yeah, like no, that's too much. And that's why they cut that. You know, overtone. You Freddie know.
0: became a cool, like a cool character. He wasn't a cool. He wouldn't have been a cool character as a kid. Fucking. I think he became
1: more of a cool character in the third movie, though. Because he got
0: more lippy. The more, I mean, he had the one-liners, no in one in and then and he had three. all those
1: crazy transformations. You know, he's got the fucking needles for the hands and the gloves. I always enjoyed fucking like that sort of shit, like those
0: practical makeup effects, like that. Uh, fucking like even like a
1: movie like Kill Bill. That was all practical. That was a lot with the blood spraying. Yeah, yeah all those people all were all rigged practical. up, dude. Imagine having all to clean up after up. that. All right, you know, cut. Let's so do much, it again. So much <laughs> bloody, so <laughs> much bloody, and then go to black and white halfway through the scene because they he wouldn't have gotten an R rating. and oh shit. Oh my God! Because the
0: MPAA don't give a fuck if blood's if blood's any other color but red, they don't care.
1: Okay, they don't, they don't count. So it. just going black and white so is a to So what's another dead.
0: good example? What's a movie that had a lot of like? Oh, a Phantasm. Yeah all that, that yellow blood, blood in that movie
1: oh shit. i That's saw a feature sure about, about that scene,
0: too with, with like, like how, they how they built the ball, ball and how they like the ball like, was like it had a spring-loaded fucking like point in it uh-huh. and they would they had it against homeboy's head on like a string and when they yanked it away from his head oh they, they would, would pop it. out yeah and it would fly away, and then they would run the film, film in reverse. So and, like, like even shit like that, down. I'm like, see, yeah, I'm not, not a filmmaker. Film. Right. But, so so I, I don't know that. that. Like, like, that doesn't even cross, cross my mind, mind to do that. that. I'm here, here trying to figure out how to throw this bullshit. bullshit. You know what right, I mean? Right. How am
1: I going to do that? But, but that's, that's
0: why, why I love, love the featurette bullshit. bullshit. I love the fucking behind the scenes. I love commentaries. Like, that's one of my fucking guilty pleasures. I always love watching commentaries. uh my favorite one recently was Rob Zombie and the Lords of fucking Salem, where he spends like three quarters of it apologizing. Really? Where he's like, this movie's fucking terrible, I'm so sorry. I and like then, And then there's like a scene in that movie with the, the fucking priests oh, jacking each other off. Oh, fuck. Totally. And he's like, I got no idea why I put this in this movie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like He's so apologetic, the whole movie. Oh, shit. Oh, it's so, so good. Uh, there's another one, um... If you watch Apocalypse Now commentary with Dennis Hopper, uh-huh. it's he's never seen the movie. It's like clearly he's never, or when he saw it, he was coked out of his brain. He doesn't remember, and he's like, "Whoa, when were we there?" Like he's, you know, it's like it's like a man discovering his own film for the first time. How long was going on? I don't, know, on. I don't know what it's, I don't know what's going on, but this shit's fantastic.
1: <laughs> Dude, well, when was that movie filmed? Like, the 60s, 60s man. Like, I man. I love watching Did commentaries,
0: man. I love watching commentaries.
1: Did you know they didn't film the fucking commentary that long ago? So. Sooner or later, shit, that's the I
0: idea. Ideas. I, I like, want to do audio for some audio, just just content, is, like, run the run a movie in here and just fucking talk shit. Like, uh, there's been some fucking, uh, who was it that I just saw pop up on my radar that I was like, oh, that's somebody I'd love to meet or, like, a reunion I'd love to fucking orchestrate, um, roach from People from Under the Stairs. Oh, yeah, that he had the cut off up. tongue. He popped, he popped up, up like in my, my periphery, being interviewed by, by somebody. somebody. Yeah, and I was like, Yo, you, you give me, you me Ving Rames, give you give me him, give uh, me and him. then, uh, then the, the kid from, from Mighty Ducks, Ducks. the, the kid, kid that was in that movie, those, those three. Yeah, wow, yeah, like yeah. a panel, uh-huh. and that's my people under the stairs panel. I'm fucking That'd good. Be dope. The girl <laughs> from the house, the, like the daughter, quote unquote, oh, that yeah. chick. She's like super famous. Really? She yeah. um, she, she was on a show called, called My So Called Life. Okay, do you ever heard? Of that I, show? Yeah, I
1: have. I have. She was like the
0: bad kid on that show, right? Okay, but I guess when she turned like eighteen, she married a fucking duke of something, and now she's the duchess of whatever the fuck in England. And oh. like lives in a fucking castle because I was like, I wonder if we can get her. <laughs> typed her name and in, like, and there's all these pictures of her getting like queened up by the queen and shit. Like, oh, and I'm like, just like, guess we ain't getting her. No, <laughs> can't get you. You you done priced your own shit out. I can't fucking I can't get you for the con. Right. But like he popped up in my periphery. That must have been a cool fucking set. Just with all the just with all the moving pieces, like we were talking about the fucking. Uh, Nothing but trouble.
1: Oh yeah, set. dude! With having all of the uh, the roller coaster actually moving along, I, dude, I wonder how much they spent bone just for the stripper, roller coaster.
0: Bone stripper? And
1: then they had the whole teeth thing going inside yeah, of it. Bone oh, God, was dude. like, then the moving floor and the judge rises up from the floor. I didn't think, like you know, you watch those movies and
0: you're like, all right, that's cool, and then you don't think about it. You're like, damn, yeah, how, it how really much went work went in into Alaska. that, dude? A
1: million fucking
0: toasters. Someone had to get paid Colorado, to do but...
1: all that shit too. A lot you people know, got paid. A lot of people did. People at, loved working at, for Dan. Every time Hagrid. I go to
0: a set, I look around and go, "Welcome to the movie factory." There's all this work going on and all these people working for them to shoot this much of a fucking table, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little crazy. Like, it's such "Welcome to the movie factory" shit, where it's like, "Oh, I see you have your script out," and they're trying to shoot it in such a way as you can't see the reflection of the script in the glass that he's sitting in front of. Because he ain't learned his lines. Oh, shit. But he's famous. I'm not even going to drop his name. And it ain't even who you think, I'll drop <laughs> it after, but I ain't going to drop it now. I ain't even who you think might think. Like, it's somebody who's considered an actor. Like, an actor? Ha- <laughs> like, had his shit out and was, like, reading it off the paper. And I'm like, damn, how much are you getting for this? Because I know I'm only getting $122 for the day, and. I know you're getting probably 100,000 times more than that, oh, my damn. dude.
1: You ain't even taking the time to learn the lines. Like, fam, I get you got other shit going on,
0: but fuck. Like, you, you got to learn five things. Five sentences with pauses. Oh, no. I don't think, know. I think my end game involves, like, books on tape. Like, I'm going to end up trying to do that guy's book for him. That's one of the things I've talked to him about is, like, hey, do you have an audio version? You you read, don't? Yeah. I'll read your audio version for you, and People give it love you for free versions. if love audio version. You give me credit, um, and then I'm gonna. Well, once I saw, I saw that book, I was like, "Oh, I can fucking write two of these," because I got like, like that book was super, super short. short. I'll put it <clears> that way, <throat> and uh, I got at least that much on Navy shit just alone, like stories and like what I learned as a result of. I don't know, as a result of. When I got entirely too loaded in Guatemala. Oh, no, I'm sorry. When I got entirely too loaded in Panama, and I woke up in Guatemala. So technically, I got drunk in South America, and I woke up hungover in Central America, and I had never crossed a continent loaded before, and I had no clue. And then I didn't have the right papers to get back into Panama from where I was. And I was like, well, how would I leave? <laughs> uh, here's my, my military ID I need get to get back to where my ship, ship is so I can go home like this and like shit like that all the crazy oh shit God. I did overseas and I like, take it you made it back fuck I could, I could do fucking 10 chapters on Thailand being crazy sex land and just all the crazy fucking shit I saw fucking bitches blowing out candles with their pussies and shooting darts and making change and just fucking mama San and like Fucking the, the LRAD. LRAD. Do you know what an LRAD is? No. My, the the last, last time we went out to see we, we had this contraption with us that was called an LRAD. It's like they still call it experimental, but we were using it routinely in 2006. It's like a big ass, not even big ass. I'll draw a picture of it. It looks like a searchlight. It's about the same size as a searchlight, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like that, and this part's clear and then it's metal there's like a metal piece here so if you stand if you're standing here or you're standing here it's silent to you there's nothing
1: oh is it one of those things that fucks what you're hearing it's a direct energy weapon it's a direct sound weapon I've seen okay
0: so like our boat would be like this is us right and here's our LRAD And, like, a half mile away is, like, some suspected fucking whatever's, and we've boarded them, and then our guys leave, but they can't leave yet because we're still running their shit. Uh Uh-huh. We'll point that at them, and if you're on board that ship, you hear, like, Barney music at fucking the highest levels of sound you've ever heard in your life. Really? Like, it's fucking crazy. Actual Barney music? Like, we used to play Barney. Um, They had a lot of, like, old 1940s, like, vaudevillian radio broadcasts right? that we would just play on a loop. But, like, we didn't even know what it was at first. Really? We just thought, like, we didn't know what it was. We were just like, told us point that shit at them. Let's like, point it at them and somebody else was running it. Now, I, know, I know that. Right. But, like, I've been some cool places and I've seen some cool shit and I've seen some funny-ass shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm pretty sure I could probably write a halfway decent book.
1: Something interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want him to hook me up with the um, publisher because the books are printed on demand, it looks like. Really? Because I got that book from Amazon. He sent it to me as a gift. And um, the printing date in the book was two days before I got it. So I think nice. now Amazon's got books on lock in such a way where you can just upload a manuscript. Mm-hmm. And if somebody orders it, it prints. they have a machine that just prints the one book. Right there and on the ships spot. it out, yeah, and just ships it out. God damn! And if that's huh? where fucking printing is at, as far as books, fuck, right. I'll self-publish a right. half a dozen. It
1: just makes its own books. I'll
0: start writing fucking Juggalo fan fiction and printing that shit. Fucking
1: right. <laughs> God damn.
0: Uh What's your dream build? My dream build. Oof. Is there something you got in the
1: vault that, like, you're waiting for Twisted to pull the trigger on? Not right at the moment. I mean, that I can think of. Um, you know, I mean, I worked all the awesome shows I really wanted to work, which was Most Tasteless, Freak Show, and uh, Mirror Mirror. You know, like, three three of my favorite albums, especially. You know, I was a big fan. Started out with Most Tasteless when it was the error, and, you know, went on up. Um, I guess... Uh, Green book could be cool. I got a couple ideas for that. If that even you know comes about, I have no. See clue. with the con, you might. This might open up a whole... I've got some ideas for some con stuff. Like, Let's just talk I mean. about like that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Related shit. Like if well, certain people. Did you were to see come the through... Batman and
1: Robin photo? That was you. I said, yeah. Oh, well, all right. Mike see, contacted that's what I mean. me and like, they were like, fired. yo, you know, we wanna, we wanna do, you know, walking up, you know, the wall thing. and So. You know, I, I set the whole thing up. But I had no nobody, clue how big the room was going to be. Pose posed for those pictures right, I right there. I did. I got two photos. I but got one where I'm like laying on the brick, So well, I look, so I look like those, just I just I look
0: at some of those people and I'm like, man, you really posed for this picture awkwardly.
1: Yeah, dude. It was a photo that was meant to have like a little bit of fun. And people just didn't dude, get what they were supposed we to do. Got, we had strings yeah, on the dope. back of the capes. So that it looked like they were walking up the wall. Because that's how they did it back then with uh, Adam West and Burt Ward, you know. They just had fishing line attached to the backs of the cape. So it looked like they were walking up the
0: wall. I could see, like, you know, this is clearly further down the line. But you get somebody like Kurt Russell or Richard Dean Anderson. And they come to you and say, can you build us a Stargate? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we're going to do a Stargate fucking photo op with a replica Stargate and whoever from either the TV show or the See, movie. See, I think
1: I think that's a cool thing right there is doing that's these photo ops. That's killing these cons I think now. Right these now cons,
0: the cons that are really fucking murdering it are like the ones like Mad Monster Party. Yep. Fucking shouts to them. I don't even know who runs that motherfucker, but uh, Megan turned me on to them. The fucking 8-bit Jason. That yep. was like just their idea. Like that's something that's exclusive to them. Mm-hmm. That shit's fire like uh just I I'll, anything where you get more than one person involved too as long
1: as there's I mean some... I've got some ideas for stuff like that but I don't want to speak I yeah, know yet don't you know what I'm nothing. saying because I don't want to spoil, spoil anything nothing. but let me let I'm just saying there's amok. dude there's ideas I've come up with and you know maybe hopefully things like that will work out and uh you know maybe next year who knows you know see
0: there's so much stuff we could do too that's what my brain runs amuck where I'm like
1: you get pinhead, And I'm not just saying Astro either. I'm saying, like, other things, yeah, too. You yeah. know, like, but other I mean, cons, like, all, like, you know, these, I think that's, like, the next evolution to uh, the photo ops at conventions, yeah. you know, because you started out, you know, it's just them in the photo now, with the black curtain. Now, now it's, oh, let's immersive. get them in the costume. And now it's, you know, you got to bring the people back in again, you know, because you know, they've already gotten the photo once, you know, or they've like, gotten it
0: know, twice. Like, you know, and who knows? Like, I, I, they're, they're, the evolution of this could be like you know full immersion where it's like okay you get Kane yeah at one point you have Kane yeah and then you have Kane in costume and then where do you go from that you go you go Kane, from that in, to Kane you know, in costume in, in a, a set in a set that's made up like the thing and yep. and you get to be in a fucking sleeping bag that he's got wretched up against a tree. Right. So you're the victim.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like that's where this could right. go. Right. And you can you can have more fun with the it. It's not just haunts, a smile and cheese. You can be silly. The way the haunts
0: stepped up. Yeah. This sort of thing can also step up. And it's almost like being yeah. able to bring that haunt situation on the road.
1: I well, think it would cool you could even have those current... set up for people to just randomly go in that come dressed as Jason. You mm. know what I'm saying? Where you've got these people that come in cosplaying. Oh, well, look, they do a lot of this that with the green thing.
0: screen, too. I mean, the Ghostbusters that were there this year, yeah, they, they, do. they took the place of another company that essentially was doing the same thing, with just the green screen. But again, screen. we
1: all know it's a green screen. Yeah. Um, it's not practical.
0: No, it's not practical. But shit, where was I going to go with that? I knew there was some place I was going with that, and I fucking lost it. The Oh, um, as somebody who's obviously looking at haunts and looking at that sort of thing, there's been a rise in the escape room, uh-huh. which to some degree could be considered a year-round haunt-style
1: thing. You know what I mean? Because
0: yeah. it's that sort of thing. You got any experience with that sort of a...
1: I mean, I know what they situation. are, you know, I've been wanting to try one cause I haven't had time to do it.
0: Cause it looks like you could build, some but you little... could, you
1: could keep something like that open year round. Yes. yes. I think there's one in Boston. They had oh, one at the uh, art, uh, art Institute out there where it was like a pyramid one. And that was back in like 2004 or five. They had, but there one. have been some horror now related ones. I yeah. know there
0: was a saw one.
1: Yes. And I, I know that one was actually. I would have loved to have done that because that makes the most sense. <laughs> but that could even be and, something you could you know, do with the cons.
0: Yeah, if you built if you built one and you knew what
1: dimensions you needed, some people have built them. We had one at the uh, Rock and Shock one year, yep. and it was the dudes they had. It was it's like a little shed. portable one. Yeah, it was like a shed. You know, it wasn't anything super crazy. Well, with your background, you could
0: you could work up the gizmos and gadgets and like, oh, if you turn the clock to this, it's gonna pop off the wall. You know what I mean? Right. I'm sure you could work out all that secret fucking... Because that's all it is. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's oh, all why, like it's... Why like is this find notepad say 230 on it? Let me change the clock to say 230 and see what happens. And when they do that, a fucking hidden door goes boom, boom. boom. Right, you know what I mean, and there's a key in that, you know what I mean, because that's what that is. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's just it's, like you.
1: One clue leads you to the next thing, yeah. and then you get into that room, and you go into another. But that, I mean, I've seen those kind of rise and
0: kind of to some degree, especially. I mean, Halloween around here, I saw a bunch of them rise up, and they've mm-hmm. become almost direct competition to the haunts. Yeah, because you have a and some are haunt owners story. that oh, yeah, you know they mean.
1: start those, and then they're like, well, this is you know running year round. But I know someone who tried doing the uh, zombie. Uh, like, you know, laser tag in a sense. Oh, okay, you know And right, yeah. they like bought the these, soft. like, special airsoft guns or whatever, and, you know, you could shoot them, and it would te- their thing was like, oh, it temporarily freezes them. It doesn't, like, kill them, you know? So you could go through the thing and just be shooting those, and they never had guns at all.
0: See, I have a problem with some of where that's going because you have some of these places that have these headsets, mm-hmm. and you're in a room that's just black with fucking black walls, but in that headset, they're projecting that VR world. Oh, okay, yeah. And, like, they've actually, they actually have a Ghostbuster one. to do that with haunts. And it's yeah. like, no, nah, you're fucking cheating. Yeah. Like, I, that's that's worse than... Yeah, I wouldn't do that with a like, And I have a problem with the zombie thing because it's really you, it's hard to immerse in that. There's yeah. only been one time I've heard of it really being super immersive in London. And I wish it's one of the things I wish they would do here. And it kind of brings us back to something we were talking about earlier, too, with the malls. Uh all going out of business we all have memories of dawn of the dead motherfuckers at the mall right where are you going to go we're going to go to the mall so fucking dead rising games like that took place in a mall Mm -hmm. they had a mall that was abandoned they went through they set it back up like a mall they cast a bunch of zombies like a hundred or so Uh and they would have like 10 people and there was a safe room and you would go okay you have to go here and turn the power back on and you have to go here and like try to get the phone to turn. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, so zombies, they gave you objectives and it was to do. Mission based. Okay. And it was, like you were in there for hours and it was super immersive. Yeah, that's and it was cool. Airsoft guns. Yeah. And zombies would be stationed in places. Yeah.
1: And, like yeah, because you can't give zombies guns. No, it just makes no sense. No, but
0: like, it also <laughs> Wait, gave them Were a they running to... zombies or walking? See, I have a problem with the fucking uh, running zombies. Oh, because, I love running because, zombies. Okay, that's to me that's far more liable to happen
1: and that scares me <laughs> So you Yo, i got you... bad cardio my dude <laughs> I got some, I got some bad so you're cardio. telling me you don't want none of those like uh dawn of the dead remake style like rabid fucking, zombies 28, uh, 28, weeks, 28 later. weeks later yeah. later
0: i i didn't i liked uh 28 weeks later better than 28 days later i'll say that the sequel i like zombies oh the i sequel? fucking love zombies one of my favorite people at the moment and i actually met him as a result of Astronomicon the first year, uh is Eugene Clark okay. from uh the Land of the Dead, Romero, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper oh. film he played the Big Daddy Zombie. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, he uh he's a real fucking awesome dude. He came out for the first con. I love zombies. I love all that shit. I like World I liked World War Z until they fucked it up. Oh man, they're still
1: taking forever on the sequel. <laughs>
0: It was hard to do. It was going to be hard to do that movie, and the fact they
1: didn't do it the way they should have did it the first well, supposedly time. Supposedly, from what I was hearing, the book that was the, awesome. the way they're doing it in the new movie is that now the zombies aren't like something about the disease, it doesn't work anymore. Oh, and they, they can't yeah. camouflage themselves with the disease anymore. See,
0: if you, the book was just like a war book, and what it was was okay, the war was over, and we had essentially won. And they were doing, like, U.N. investigation on what happened during the war. And right. it was, like, different people coming and telling their different parts. So, like, there was a whole segment about, there's like, a battle. And the government decided they were going to put the battle on TV. And the fucking army got ran off. They got ran the fuck through by zombies. Really? the zombies had no fear of death and shit. Like, there were, they were, there were things about the zombies that they weren't used to fighting. Right. And, uh so they got fucking destroyed by the zombies like on TV and shit and then they're talking there's like a general and he's like we well you know everybody here knows what really turned the tide in this whole thing and that was fucking private first class whoever the fuck his name was and he's like this fucking wily bastard takes his takes his trench shovel and takes takes two trench shovels and joins them together And cut, like, ridges in opposite sides, creating a close-in weapon that the army ended up giving to all their soldiers, called a decapitator. And it was, like, a thing where literally all you had to do was reach out and turn your wrist and you'd take a zombie's head off with it. Ah. And that's what turned the tide of the war. And, like, there's a whole thing about how they were, like... We were hearing rumors that there were, like, teams of these fucking, like, privates running around with these fucking shovels, getting, racking up hundreds of kills in battle. And we had to see it for ourselves. And when we saw it, we immediately were like, how would you come up with this? They were like, we were sick of seeing our friends get bit. And the minute they got close, we couldn't shoot them anymore. We don't have bayonets. Mm -hmm. So we needed something. And homeboy here hit one with his shovel and took his head off.
1: So we were like, hmm. And then you came up with this whole... Like,
0: they literally made, like, a double-handed, like, it was, like, this long. There were diagrams of it in the book. Okay. And it was, like, this long, and it was a double-edged shovel with a shovel head on both sides. But the outer edge on both sides had, like, serrates cut into it, like teeth. Okay. And the middle was created as a way where when you turned your fist, the whole thing would whip.
1: Like, oh, "Oh, it was so
0: dope. Like, that was a whole part of it. And then there was a whole part about, like, how it started. And it was, like, oh, like, organ trade out of China. Like, they were taking zombie organs and fucking giving them to people. And, like. Oh, fuck. So, like, human trafficking, there would be zombies on, like, a giant tanker. And instead of, like, you know, disposing of them properly, they just throw them over the side. So, they'd be at the bottom of the ocean. And they would, like, show up, like. In and another country. on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'd bite a tourist and it would start a whole deal. And then it explained like what the world was like after. That like certain cities had gone above like so like New York City was being changed so all the first four floors of any building were vacant. Okay. And they could destroy the connection to the ground. Mm-hmm. And all the buildings had pathways above ground that they could also fucking cut. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? So, like, if something popped off on ground level, they could just remove themselves from ground level and still be all right. Oh, wow. Like, there were all sorts of, like, after... Because it wasn't gone. It was, like, they had just beaten the...
1: Yeah. You know, Yeah, there was they still zombies. And what it was lingering. was
0: that, like, it was a combination of a bunch of shit, and, like, one of it was, like, winter.
1: Oh, really? Oh, winter... that's right. Didn't they freeze? Yeah, winter
0: came, and all the zombies couldn't move no more, so they sent, like, teams of fucking guys out just to clear out zombies uh they describe in the book like um they talk to an astronaut yeah. who goes up to the International Space Station like a couple of days before the real shit pops off and he gets and he ends up getting stuck up there. Yeah. To like the very end. And he's he's describing seeing millions of zombies running in like a line across the middle of the United States, like planes, like Damn. and he was like it was like watching a Buffalo stampede. Damn. And, like, oh, I was like, yo, if you put that in a fucking movie, I'm watching the shit out of That'd it. That'd be interesting. But I like, could see that. That's the type of thing that you could, I could see, like, has anybody already, right, so, like, G-Mo's into his replica weapons. Oh. Do you ever think about doing replica weapons of, like,
1: because... For, like, different movies or something? Yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got something I want to work on, uh... I got uh, killer clowns from outer space. I want to do the uh, popcorn gun. Yo, that'd be fire. I just got this machine finish that I want to make, you know, use it. And it basically what it does is it makes uh, like a, basically like a giant piggy bank, a plastic one. And so I put, put the mold in the machine. It spins it around like a crazy eight. Like, you know, one of those human gyroscopes that you go inside and, you know, the space things, they spin you all different directions. So it spins the mold and just makes it hollow. That's fire. And then I can make the uh, gun, because the gun's pretty big, so you don't yeah. want to make just this big, solid thing. And then I can install stuff into it. I can make it actually shoot popcorn.
0: Does it look like that? There's a pin up there. I don't know if you can see it. You see that pin? That's the smaller
1: version. of. Uh, that's a small gun. Okay, the popcorn right. gun's about yeah, three feet yeah, long. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that pin came from uh, Mr. Club, the guy who did the uh, trophies for Astronomicon. Okay. That was one of the pins that came with the trophies. My homeboy really? boy Justin won two things, two fucking trophies. So he was like, "You want one of these pins?" I was like, "Yeah, I do. Man, Give, me I one of those Give me that shit. Give me that shit, fam. <laughs> Give
1: me a <laughs> trophy." Well, oh man, yeah, man.
0: I think we got a good show here, man. I think We got
1: something that's. Cool. I hope the heads
0: continue to enjoy your work, whether they know it's coming from you or not. Which yeah, is one of the reasons. In seven I'm glad years. You came I mean, by. fuck. I can't. can't yeah, if complain, you've dude. seen Twisted Live, you've enjoyed this motherfucker's work, and if you see him around, you should probably express your enjoyment. Because some of the, I swear, it would be super boring if it was just them standing in front of their fucking banner rapping. And they recognize that. And that's That's why they bring somebody like you in to help complete these stories and complete these, these presentations of this art that they've spent so long perfecting. You're out there, man. You're adding man, a significant dope-ass piece. I'm just, I'm just happy, piece.
1: dude, to have my artwork on stage with them because that's how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they like it a lot. So, you know, they keep using can, where me. Where can
0: people see this Ghost Heads
1: joint? Is it on uh, DVD? That's on Netflix. It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. You got Ghost Heads. It's
0: called Ghost Heads. It's about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Check yeah. him the fuck out and check out some of his work.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, I, I appreciate you coming by, my dude. Fucking,
0: you're going to keep hanging out got for a on. minute, but I want to turn yeah. this bitch off. So. I've been humbled and surprised by the sheer quality and caliber of the individuals that I've been able to get right here in the room with me during this year of 2019, and I hope it continues. I want to thank Mike, and I want to encourage all of you. Head on over to carnivorouscreations.com. Check out Mike's extensive catalog of work. Check out what he's got for sale already. If you're one of these ghost heads we talked about and if you've got any ideas for a ultra-realistic prop that you want for your own collection, do not hesitate to hit him up and see what carnivorous creations can do for you. Until next time, heads, I don't want to keep y'all any longer. The beard has spoken. Heads, there's nothing more stressful than trying to get your entrepreneurial ship on in this world today. Whether you're a small business owner An artist, a do-it-yourself entertainer, or anyone else with the need to spread your message, you know this. With all the current restrictions and metrics dictating what people see on the social media-driven internet, the tried and true traditions of physical media production and promotion have become as important as ever. But who's got the time? Who's got the time to stand at the damn print shop all day? I'll tell you who. Ruthless Aggression Promotions. At RAPromos.net, you can achieve all of your print promotional dreams using their easy-to-use online interface. Business cards, stickers, flyers, posters, even CD inserts and custom event tickets to complete your arsenal of promotional print needs. Regardless if it's a large-scale promotional operation or a small-scale product rollout. PJ and the R.A. Promo staff can use their 15 years of nationally touring entertainment experience to help you achieve your desired results. Look, if you really want to win here in the fucking simulation, you can't be passive. You gotta be aggressive. Ruthlessly aggressive. Hit up Ruthless Aggression Promotions now at www.rapromos.net and get your message directly into people's hands and wallets. rapromos.net.